Hello, hi, what's up, welcome to another episode of Space Time Talko. Talko. Uh, <laughs> I'm your host Chris with... Nate. Yeah. Um, it's been a week. It's been a very long week. Uh, what was I going to say? Games, video games... Not much. Have not been playing many video games, Nate. I mean, I've been playing Zelda. <laughs> yeah. Um, haven't really gotten around to anything else. Uh, yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, you know. We've we've both been playing Zelda, but again, it's there's it's, so much to do in the game. Yeah, I was and... gonna say it's a time of year where it's like you you were talking about before we started recording. Um, it's a time of year when all the games that suck you in and don't let you do anything else are happening all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we haven't even started um, Diablo. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I plan on playing Diablo eventually, but like I said, there's just a lot of really good stuff. A lot of good games that I want to play all came out around the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I'm not, I am nowhere near, I'm nowhere, I, won't, I don't know how close I am to beating Zelda, like main storyline Zelda. Um, I know I'm closer than you, definitely. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, here's the thing, is when we're talking about this game, how close you are to beating it is entirely relative. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> because... I mean... I, I am going to 100%. No, I'm, I'm lying. I'm going to 99% it because I'm only I'm counting the 1% mm-hmm. as the Koroks. I, I will never get all the Koroks unless I find out that you get more than poop. Um, mm-hmm. I might If it's something really cool, I might go out of the way to do it. But uh, yeah, I, I will do all the shrines because <laughs> um, I did all the shrines in the last one. And there's only like 30 more shrines in the last game. So yeah, well... The the thing that I like about the shrines is, for me, I, I texted you about it. Physics puzzles for me are hard mode. Engineering puzzles are baby mode. Yeah, I have not the hardest shrines I've had to do in this game are shrines that involve some kind of combat trial where it strips you of all your gear. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I'm like I can figure this out. <laughs> I love those. I, I think that's such a cool <laughs> idea. Because um, instead of in the first game we had. Um, eventide island that when you went there it was like okay you're on this island you don't get any of your stuff once you leave it you'll get your stuff back um Mm -hmm. and i loved that i thought that was such a cool idea it was one of my favorite challenges in the entire in the first game um so the fact that they instead of repeating that they kind of do multiple different (laughs) like hey you have to do it using this technique using these techniques Mm -hmm. learning you have to oh do you know how to build a really offensive weapon kind of thing? So, um, yeah, thought that was really I mean, cool. One of them I did was called Flow, and it had constructs floating around like two lazy rivers, mm-hmm. basically on uh, rafts. And the straightforward approach is to, like take the bow, get some arrows as quickly as possible, and like headshot them. Yeah, like, but. <laughs> After failing this so many times, I realized something. I have Ultra Hand. Why am I not using Ultra Hand during this entire combat challenge? And realize I could just pull the rash from underneath the constructs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that it is really entertaining that, like, 
your mind wants to think about normal combat. Um, mm-hmm. But it really is like, hey, remember, you have all these abilities. It's not just... Uh, it's not just use your 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 uh, weapons the right way. It really is. Hey, one, remember you can fuse into your weapons. Hey, remember you can put things together and build things differently. Um, mm-hmm. Like, and it was funny because I was talking with one of my coworkers about uh, he got stuck in the. There is a shrine where it's when you first learn about the. Um, what are those things called? Stabilizers, I think. The sta- Stabilizer Zoan uh, tool. Um, mm-hmm. Where you basically have to launch yourself across the chasm to the end. And yeah. he had tried it one way and it didn't launch him. So he's like, oh, I guess that's not how I do it. I have to figure out how to do it. And he just did it like slightly wrong. Um, mm-hmm. So it was one of those, like, he, he stepped away from it had to come back for it later. Uh, yeah, and I mean that it that happens. Games are like that. Um, sometimes you're like, oh, it's not clicking in my brain. Let me walk away. Like you said, puzzles are bad for you. Um, mm-hmm. One of my favorite things I've been seeing a lot of is there is a shrine uh, that is teaching you how to basically navigate um, rails. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you be. Hopefully you've come across this. I don't know. Um, but it's one of those things where it's like you're supposed to learn how to add a stabilizer. And then when it goes to like the hardest of the three stages of difficulty within the shrine, you're supposed to be like, oh, well, I needed one for that one thing. Let me add all of them for this. And um, mm-hmm. it just wasn't clicking for people for that because that's like the correct way to solve it. So people were being like oh there are three fans here let me put these three fans together it just lifts me up straight up and i can just float down over into the rest <laughs> yeah. of the way um one of the things that i do like this is kind of where it is we're like a month in to the game being out almost um so this is the only kind of spoilery thing that i'm okay with um you lose the sage abilities I'm I'm glad that when you go into those um, worlds, you can't do two things. One, you can't use sage abilities, and two, you can't use any zonai capsules. Yeah, if yeah. you have if you have any of that, you cannot pull it out. You can use any items you have. So that's a lot of people mm-hmm. are using like bomb flowers and stuff like that to uh, yeah. Get beyond. Use rocket shields, bomb shields. Yeah, yeah, you can just... go in with things already fused. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I do love. I love rocket shields, and I'm a big fan of um, the time bomb <laughs> shields too. Because the time bomb not only does it give you the launch up into the sky, uh, it doesn't damage you, but you can also use it to set off any mechanisms on the ground floor. Yep. Man, God, man, that game <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Um, you were going to bring up something specifically about it before. <laughs> oh, you were saying there's a lot of stuff that you were between Breath of the Wild, because canonically, this mm-hmm. is the sequel to Breath of the Wild. Yes, this is the sequel, and there's a lot of like lore elements that just don't make sense right now. Because, like, in Ocar- if I go like all the way back to Ocarina of Time, like, Ganondorf transforming into Ganon made sense, right? Mm-hmm. He's... The Gerudo King, 
one born every hundred years, male of his tribe. He's lusting after the Triforce of Power. It makes more sense if you've beaten Twilight Kingdom and understand why Ganondorf is the way he is. Or Twilight Princess, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, You're good. Beat Twilight Princess. Um, and so it's like, okay, he's he's on the brink of death. He uses Triforce of Power. He turns into Ganon. Okay, cool, whatever. Breath of the Wild starts out with this event, the Calamity. And then you have Calamity Ganon who is less of, like, an actual personified villain and represented more kind of like this force of nature, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? And it's made up of this stuff called malice, which is, like, all the hatred and evil nastiness in the world. (laughs) And when you actually go and fight Calamity Ganon at Hyrule Castle, like, this is still not a person. He's got the red beard, he's... Some form of Ganondorf or Ganon, but we don't really know. Right? He's incomplete. This game, and this isn't really a spoiler, everyone's seen the trailer for it, like, opens with you finding Ganondorf under Hyrule Castle. But then you have Gloom, which is different from Malice. You have Zonai Shrines, which are not Sheikah Shrines. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All of those are gone. You have Skyview Towers, which are not Sheikah Towers, because all of those are gone. There's no Divine Beast left over. (laughs) There's no Guardians left over. So, like, all the Sheikah Tech has, like, disappeared from this world with the exception of, like, the Skyview Towers, which are, like, newly built. So, I'm like, where did all this shit go? That's all I want to know is where did it all go? So specifically with the um, Sheikah, not the Sheikah, um, the the old like shrine. So the old shrine thing, mm-hmm. uh, one, people are realizing that a, a good bit of the old shrines, I don't think it's all of them, but a good portion of them um, are where the holes, where the, the mm-hmm. holes into the um, the deep, or the, whatever, the depths, the depths are. Yeah, are located. Uh, especially if you look, they line up perfectly with like where the original um, Great Plateau locations were. They are exactly where the original ones were. Um, the tech, all the old tech, has been repurposed. You don't see it. Mm-hmm. It's not as, like I guess, noticeable. But more people have access to it because they basically have taken all of that stuff, broken it down, and used it for their own stuff. That's like the Sheikah Slate. Has been updated. Mm-hmm. It's no longer just a Sheikah Slate. It's the the pure 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 pad yeah, pure pad. Um, she made updates to her technology and herself. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that she and I think I can't remember if it's a cutscene that she explains it or if it. I think it might be her diaries. You can find her diaries. She actually split them up. There's like four or five diaries that she has split throughout the world. So to get the whole story, you have to find all of them. Um, mm-hmm. Which I love that kind of stuff. I because I I mean the whole fucking point of this game is to explore. Um, the malice versus Calam- the uh, yeah, malice versus um, gloom. gloom. Uh, it's. I don't know if it's fully directly stated. Have you? How much of the tears of the kingdom, the the tears, uh, the glyphs, the glyphs? Have you done? Have you done the glyphs oh, you yet? You mean the the geoglyphs? Yeah. Yeah. So I think I've done four or five of them. Mm-hmm. But because of the way I'm getting to them, they are very out of order. Oh, I mean, it is there. I don't know what the actual <laughs> supposed the, the actual. There is order. a. 
there is an order to them. Oh, yeah. And the only I mean, reason like... I looked at a guide is so, like, one time I ran around a geoglyph, no kidding, for like an hour and a half looking for a fucking puddle of water. Ooh. And I couldn't find it. <laughs> That's so easy. As long as you're up in the air, it's really easy. Um, you want to know that you know how you find it? Look for anything that looks like tear shape. Mm-hmm. And it's the only one that is filled in. Oh, okay. Yeah, all the other ones are open. But a good majority of those open spots, usually one of, not all of them, but I mean, within, I think within all of the glyphs, there mm-hmm. is at least one Korok. You'll find out just a rock sitting there. I'm like, oh, like, boop. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I love those little dudes. I don't crucify them like some people. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, um, yeah, so. Within that story, you learn more about what happened to Ganon all those years ago. The first time he got sealed away. Um, And I guess technically you're supposed to not assume, but kind of like piece it together that the Calamity was not Ganon physically. It was the evil mm-hmm. within Ganon escaping and control and taking over and spreading throughout the world um, because he was technically still uh, sealed. Mm-hmm. He's sealed away. What you see at the literally the beginning of the game, and that's why I'm okay with talking about it, is him, you find his body, his original sealed body. Um, so it's now, it's like everything happened in the first game. So you're like, okay, we've gotten rid of this but there's still something here. It's still slowly expanding, and the events that you go in and do, obviously, something happens. And that's one of those interesting things is, like, how long has... Obviously, there's been a couple of years after in general, but then how much mm-hmm. time has it been between when Zelda disappears and you are in the recovery, rejuvenation mm-hmm. thing up in the sky? Um because I can't remember if they specifically state that. Because I know originally Zelda or Link had been asleep for like thousand yeah. years, right? Hundred years, thousand years, some bullshit. It was something like a hundred years. Yeah, that Zelda was holding back the calamity. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um. So where were we? Oh yeah, the whole calamity Ganon basically was just the manifestation of his uh, his his evil whatever malice mm-hmm. out in the world um so it really is just a different form of him being able to escape and this is a more powerful form um especially because the fucking gloom hands man fuck gloom hands um <laughs> have you fought gloom hands yet so i went to a cave there's one specific cave where gloom hands always spawn oh there's um, multiple believe me <laughs> Well, there's one that I found, and I did try fighting them at first, not realizing how tough they were. That was my mistake. Biggest and then thing, just you... resigned myself to uh, running away from okay, them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's there's uh, stun, like stun fruits. I can't remember what they're called. Um, dazzle fruits. Yeah, dazzle fruits. I almost called them glizzy fruits. I'm like, nope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just hot, just dogs. hot dogs everywhere. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so dazzle fruits you dazzle fruit them because it's like you know, like a group of four or five mm-hmm. however many uh, and then bomb arrows bomb arrows are the best um, oh yes you can also freeze them you can do all kinds yeah, of shit yeah. to them um, the thing is is you use up so many resources doing it that it's usually people have invented 
these ridiculous Zodai devices just to deal with gloom hands specifically. Yeah, so there's that side too. Um, so have <laughs> you... I'm not going to say it out loud. Do you know what happens when you kill the gloom hands? Yes, I do. Okay. Um, um, I'm not going to say anything beyond that. That portion of the fight is significantly easier, though. So, <laughs> when you first he- see it, you don't mm-hmm. expect it to. You worried more about it. But there's a point in the game that you fight that thing specifically in a much stronger situation. So once you get past that, you're like, <laughs> let's mm. kill all these gloom hands. Because most of the time, the gloom hands are in a place for a specific reason. They are guarding mm-hmm. usually some powerful shit. Like um, yeah. in the depths, the one of the first times I came across them... Uh, they were guarding a chest with Minda's helmet on in it. I think it was Minda's helmet, um, mm-hmm. and that helmet gives you a bonus, um, a bonus continuously recharging gloom protection. So like it has the little extra yeah. blue heart. It has an extra heart that gets yeah. destroyed. Before I love that your thing. Main it's great. Um, it's also fun. I love the fact that if you have bonus hearts, the yellow hearts. Uh, mm-hmm. The gloom eradicates all of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh man, god damn it! I haven't played this <laughs> game in a couple of days, so I'm a little bit like, and now I'm just going. My brain is going back on. No, oh, I just want to play more Zelda. Um, or every time. I okay. mean, I'm trying to think of other things that you were trying to get answers on. So okay, well, the Ganon gloom thing. That does that make a little bit more sense? I mean, yes, it makes more sense. Because because um, you never you never directly fight actual Ganon in the first game, yeah. They are like Ganon constructs almost. Yeah. Um, mm, uh, I guess. Then, yeah. What really? I mean, so I guess that they broke down the Sheikah. My my running theory here is that because the Sheikah technology was susceptible to malice from the calamity, and that's what basically wiped out like, modern Hyrulean civilization as we know it. Mm-hmm. Um, that at some point there was an agreement made between Princess Zelda and the Sheikah tribe to be like, look, you can still use your technology, but it's got to be, like, benign shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, no more fucking walking tanks, no crazy laser weapons, no giant divine beast, none of that shit, because the last time we had it, an evil fuck took it all over, and wiped us all out. <laughs> yeah. That is and one so, thing. <laughs> that's, that's my guess. <laughs> um, yeah, like, like I said, try and find... The journals. Yeah. Um, but... and you, you, I think you can learn more about it in other ways. Um, yeah. The, the other thing that, that I'm not sure of, though, is... When they find Ganondorf under the castle, is that... Is him doing the whole thing of lifting the castle in the air and all this other crazy shit? Is that what causes the Zodai Sky Islands to appear? Because, I mean, you can see the things from the fucking ground. Like, so, did nobody just look up? <laughs> the way it sounds, the way that I think it builds it out, it makes it seem like they've always existed and they were just hidden away. Um, and that's a big portion of why you like the majority of the overworld map is the same but a lot of it is is slightly altered. Um, and that's where you're like, oh, okay, so this is 
something that wasn't here before, but the ground is now upturned and in the sky islands are there and all that kind of shit. Um, I'm not, it, I feel like I want to look into it a little bit more to have it explained more. And it could be that they were mm-hmm. sky islands and they were higher up and they came further down. Maybe. Um, yeah. I'm again, not a hundred percent sure. Cause like, I haven't, I haven't looked into that part. Like I haven't mm-hmm. specifically looked for that lore side of things yet. Um, cause there's a lot, you learn so much just through the video, the, uh, the mm-hmm. tier memories alone. Um, and I will say I, so I have finished the, the, the tier memory stuff, the, the, mm-hmm. uh, geoglyphs, geoglyphs. um, yeah. where that leads and what you find out and what you, what happens with that whole side of the quest line. It's weird that I have, I have completed it. I have completed a a very important part of the game, mm-hmm. but it's weird to me because you know things that for some reason you have not told everybody else. So yeah. it there are conversations and things that happen depending on what order you do things in. That it's like, hey, these people are saying things like this, but you can be like, no, 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 no. This is. I know that this is what's happening. This is what happened, but you haven't told them that. So it's like, eh. <laughs> um, it really makes it seem like I should have done, I should have done the end of that quest line after mm-hmm. doing the quest that comes right after doing all four of the sage quests. Okay. Um, if that makes sense, I'm not telling you to yeah. do it in a specific order. I will tell you if you do the one the the tier thing, go through that, follow mm-hmm. it to the end. You do get a little bit help with mm-hmm. certain things, and I highly recommend having a certain item. Um, <laughs> avoiding as many spoilers as possible. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you want spoilers, I can tell you after we're not live and people can't hear yeah. me telling all the secrets. That's fine. Uh, I'm I'm working my way through the game as it goes and mm-hmm. i'm still having fun with it it's just i understand that when it comes to zelda nintendo hasn't cared a whole lot about connecting the lore of the games yeah it's been very like and, if you look at that whole timeline it's very like we can make this work and then well, that's the, the thing is they and it was like <laughs> blow everything up yes. well they tried to and you know, if you if you go through the Hyrule story, everyone knows about like the three timelines Zelda is divided up into now. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Breath of the Wild was supposed to like be the convergence of all those timelines back into one. Yeah, I hear there's stuff in Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity DLC that does go back and answer a lot of the stuff that happens between the two games. Well, it's even more confusing um, because there are characters that don't. Yeah. It, it's like they bring characters from the past in just to kind of explain yes. things away. Um, that being said, I think I would... I, I'm not going to say it ruins my enjoyment of the game. I think I would just understand it a lot more if it were its own separate thing instead of trying to be a follow-up to Breath of the Wild. Okay. That's so interesting to me because to me, mm-hmm. I guess the way I've looked at it, it feels... Mm-hmm like a perfect follow-up um Mm -hmm. because i guess i'm looking at it as the time between the things it's not as short because some people think it's only been like two or three years um Mm -hmm. if you look at specifically you have oh you have not been to girdu uh 
yet, have you? No. Okay, so <laughs> she, the the queen, has been aged up. And mm-hmm. if you go based off of that age difference, you're like, okay, this is how much time has passed. Because you can't yeah. go by Pura. Pura cheated. Um, <laughs> well, you can go by Pura from when she was in Babby form. You can't. In Breath of the she Wild. Didn't, she didn't age from that to that. She changed herself. You don't. Oh, okay. oh yeah, because you don't know that either. In in the in the tower, right in that main town, um, yeah. in that book, she's like, I fucked with my age again. Because she is a hundred something years old. She reverted yeah, she's herself over back, a to, old. back to the little the little kid, little tyke. Back in the first form. game, um, and she's like, "Let me age myself up," and now she's twenty, um, like her twenty okay. twenty year so old. So she didn't age. she didn't naturally grow to be no, twenty. She did not naturally grow. Say. She fixed her age up, so you know. Okay, she so could, we she could, could thirst be, over. Her. I was going to say she could um. be the new. The new uh, <laughs> I mean, hey, the way they introduce her, it's like, oh, hello. I'm not um, going to say I have a lot of pictures of Pura. I'm just going to say I have a lot of pictures of Pura. I'm not um, saying I have them. I've seen them. Uh, no, I uh, I will occasionally build Zonai devices just to take her somewhere else. I love that make. people have been doing that. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, it's easier but, to move her around than the fucking horses. Have you seen the videos will, of people trying to move horses? Oh, yeah. Horses are terrified of anything you try to stick near them. Yeah. And they refuse, for whatever reason, to step on anything you stick near them. It's smart. It's called um, um, self-preservation. <laughs> But, uh, well, after seeing what people do, do with the Koroks, um, yeah, I can agree with that. <laughs> they are part now, of the world I would they look, die. Well, there's someone like Robbie who did age, but his age is dubious too. And it seems like, for whatever reason, when Sheikah age, they shrink to ridiculous proportions. Oh, yeah, fucking... Uh, <laughs> Impa, is, Impa is adorable, <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> But Robbie was like, oh, he's like tall, he's tall, he's cool looking, everything like that. And then a couple years go by, and I'm like, Robbie, the fuck? <laughs> what happened to you, bro? Stuff happened. <laughs> so then that's a, that's another good example of like how much time has actually passed. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I, that that's what I try and tell people. Like, hey, use this, not not judge it off of like what you think it might be. This is a more realistic time jump kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, if you go back, there are certain places you can see, like, Hateno Village has vastly improved itself, like, it's expanded. Um, same thing with Ta- Tawny Town? The Did you build up Tawny Town? Terrytown. Terrytown. Um, I haven't built, I haven't actually gone to Terrytown yet. I know where it is. You did it in the first game, though, right? I did go to. T- okay. I did do Terrytown the first game. I know where it is. I haven't gone there yet because I know that in this game, the game lets you build a house. And I swear to God, when I go there, I will spend nothing but my entire time playing this game, building a fucking house. <laughs> so you can only get a limited amount of pieces for that house. It's really frustrating. I know. <sighs> but I've seen what people have done with those pieces. Yeah, and I know. Like. The last time I played Valheim, I can't tell you how long I spent just building my goddamn house. Yeah, uh, I built up a house. I use, I did all twenty pieces. It's it's adorable. I love it. Um, I have a shrine room set up on the outside, so you can't. It's not mm-hmm. within the building. I like the idea of having it outside. Um, it's still enclosed or whatever, but it's just an open room that you have to climb up the side of my house to get to. You would have been able to just go up a a. Uh, 
steps, some steps, but sadly, uh, I ran out of pieces. <laughs> <laughs> I'll eventually make it work. I don't know. There's there's different little pieces you can buy to make things work. Um, no, I mean, my my goals right now are to hit all the Skyview Towers so I can fill out the map. Mm-hmm. Um, just so I know where I'm going when I start doing things for real. And then after that, I'm going to the depths because I don't have auto build yet, and I know that's where I get it. <laughs> so wait, have you not been to the depths? I have been to the depths. Oh, okay, I've only been to the depths twice, just for some quick trips to do some side quests down there. I'm guessing but, you went so you could get the camera. Uh, yes. And so did you also do? Uh, what's her face's first? Um. Joshua, Josha, Joshua. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've done Joshua's first quest, but now, now she's given me directions of like what I'm looking for down mm-hmm. there, and I know that when I find it, that is where I'm gonna get access to more stuff. What I really need right now is more batteries, so I can make an air bike that lasts for more than like ten seconds. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I mean, you can always just get a whole bunch of large Zonai cores, energy cores, and just continuously have them run like that. No. Um, I'm saving those up because I'm going to deplete every fucking capsule machine on the map. You can't deplete them. They're endless. <laughs> Whatever. They say they, have, they say they have some stuff in them. Um, they yeah. tell you what they have in them, and they tell you how much is left in them. No, no, no. That's your, your inventory. Oh, that's what you got from yeah. them. Yeah. I thought that was what was left in them. No. Okay, well, I just know that if you put five large charges in one, you get 40 capsules at the same time. Right, I love it. Um, <laughs> I'm a big fan of the, the spring. The spring is one of my favorites. Because no, it's like, hey, hey, figure out how to get on top of this thing. I'm like, okay, spring. Boing. It's like, oh, hey, it's the spring's not enough. I'm like, okay, double spring. <laughs> <laughs> Rain Springs hell from are... above. Um, I, the, are... the Zonai stuff is... is I love it. It's so cool. Um, and I've been I've been watching a lot. Like TikTok, TikTok is filled with people's creations, and it's fantastic to be like, oh, that's a really cool is, idea. There's a series on YouTube I watch where the guy just goes through people's creations that have been sent into him or that he's discovered on his own, mm-hmm. and he gives someone like a build of the day award, and now he has a house of the day award for Terrytown House. Oh, that's cute. <clears throat> I love that the Terrytown House isn't even in Terrytown. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's outside on the hill. Uh, mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just I thought that was cute. It's fine. Link uh, is just a victim of, of redlining. That's all there is to it. <laughs> it's it's nice though because they do put you right next to a uh, shrine. So you yeah. literally just pop up at a shrine, shrine, hop into your house. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you can even you might even be able to build it in a way that you could literally just jump off the cliff into your house. Yeah. So. Well, we'll see. I mean, the game's just got so much to explore, and every time I'm going to a new area, I've marked where certain things are. Like, I've marked where all the Skyview Towers are. I know where they mm. are. Um, But anytime I launch out of one, like, immediately I'm whipping out the pad to mark anything I can see. Like, <laughs> oh, there's a shrine there, there's a shrine there, there's a shrine there. Like, oh, there's a geoglyph I can see from here. You know, there's the next set of Skyview Towers I need to get to, mm-hmm. and there's the stable. And I do that every time I come out of one, and it's sped up exploration a bit, 
I will say that a lot of exploration is done on foot. Everywhere I could go with a horse in the previous game is not accessible with a horse now. <laughs> um, but, I mean, even just walking down a road, if I see like a, if I see a, what are those little things? The, uh, the blue, f- blue bunny things. Oh, um, um yeah. Can't remember what the blue bees. Right that's what they're called. Blue bees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if I see a blue pea, like I know there's a cave nearby, I will stop and just go into that cave. I'm like, fuck it. There's got to be something, something good down here, and at the very least, I'll get a gem out of it, right? So yeah, so. yeah. First of all, get all the bubble gems. <laughs> um, second of all, uh, if you ever find a um, oh, what are those things called? Cherry blossom tree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there is a little, like, shrine underneath all of them. If you mm-hmm. put f- a piece of fruit in that shrine, uh, yep. the Satori, the, like, forest god, mm-hmm. um, or forest spirit, will pop out and mark every cave in the area. I don't know Sorry. if it's across the board, but it, I don't know how long it lasts or whatever, but I know that I immediately was like, oh, okay, <laughs> let's yep. let's do some running around in here. <laughs> Um, I've been doing shrines just to get more um, light of blessings so I can I've done some hearts I think I have up to nine hearts right now but I need to invest in stamina more than anything oh so I immediately I did stamina all the way right away well yeah, this game has a little trick it plays on you where you think like oh if I have more hearts I'll like live longer and be tougher um but the enemies have kind of a hidden way of leveling up with you. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty great. Eventually, investing in hearts doesn't matter so much as investing in stamina and just plain defense on your armor. <laughs> like once you can get great fairies to upgrade your armor, you should just be like investing whatever set you want to use. Just upgrade it completely. I need to that. I need to finish that quest. I only have two fairies unlocked, and one of them's not even a fairy. It's the uh, the horse fairy. Um, okay. Because to the unlock her, guy. unlock her, you don't even because it's all music, like the music band mm-hmm. related thing for the fairies. Um, for her, she just wants an endura carrot, and I'm like, oh, I found one of those. Here you go. Well, and she's like, hey, do you want to up- upgrade your horses? I'm like, I know I don't have horses. <laughs> no. The horse god can also fi- help you find one of the goofiest horses in the game, the giant white stallion. I won't spoil where it is, but its name is Fitting. <laughs> it happens. Um, it's it's ridiculous. Um, I, I thought Ganon's I... horse was big is all I have to say. <laughs> this is, I think this is the one that I found it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I found an area. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, it does. I didn't think about that. Um, yeah, I uh, I just me because I just explore um, a lot of times. I'll, I man, this game, and we. I feel like I already talked about this. The fact that it has the three levels. Luckily, thank God, the Sky mm-hmm. Islands are like little individual puzzle things in the sky. Um, yeah. I will be going along on the top, see a hole, mm-hmm. dive down the hole, do a little, like, excursion for, like, 30 to 40 minutes, 30, 45 minutes, be like, I should mm-hmm. probably go back up um, to go back on track on where I was exploring, but that's how I ended up just being like, oh, 
hey, this place is called blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, let me check out over here. And then I find giant fucking horse. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say, you know how some of the Sky Islands have waterfalls that come off of them? Oh, hell yeah. So, do you already have the Zora armor? Oh, I have, remember, I finished uh, the okay. four. You finished the things. stage quest. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm sure you're having a lot of fun with that. I mean, just the the fact that you you needed it for um, to get to the water temple in general. I mm-hmm. love. I thought that was so cool. I like that part. I fucking hated those water bubbles. Oh um, yeah, because like anytime you leave them, you drop so quickly. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, I keep forgetting that I have to wait till it's a little bit higher. I just I love the fact that the game even gives you the ability to do that. Yeah, <laughs> the fact that you are starting at ground level and you're like. Normally, I'd use a Skyview Tower to get up there. Nope. Waterfall. Yeah. And, I mean, that's, that's again, something you used to have in the old game. Um, or in the first game. Uh, oh, man, that's... It, it's so fun just finding all that shit. And I know we already talked about the fact that, like, all of the amiibo armor and stuff you can find in-game. Yeah. Um, Which is great, because yeah. I was ready to do stupid stuff to get a hold of amiibo armor. <laughs> Now I will admit, I do still want to. I might still want to possibly do the stupid stuff, uh, Mm -hmm. because while you can get the armor Mm -hmm. in the in game, the weapons that are duplicates or replicas almost of Mm -hmm. um, the other games, you you can only get through the amiibo. Um, So currently in my house, I have the boomerang in the shield Mm -hmm. from. Uh, Wind Waker. Well, the stupid stuff, specifically what I was talking about, is because the Amiibos are no longer in production, people are... You can, like, find these in packs on Amazon and eBay and all over the place. Oh, of people uh, that have just... Amiibo cards. Yeah. Um, The problem is, is that not all of these cards are legitimate and because it's a spoofing process, not all of them in a pack are guaranteed to work. Mm, Okay. So, like, I mean, this is, like, the bare minimum basics of RFD copying technology, and it's never one-to-one, it's never perfect. Um, And because Nintendo is so tight about their controls on this stuff, they're not going to let you use anything third-party. Which sucks, because they also just won't reprint the goddamn Amiibos. Yeah, a lot of these are impossible (laughs) to get at this point. And with... 3D printing technology out, they could make these things for literally pennies and still sell them at, what were they, like $25, $30 no, a pop? No, 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 they were like 15 to 12 15 No, 15 Even so, you're going to print out, you're going to tell me that you can't spend like, what is it, like the 25 cents on an RFID chip, a rewritable RFID chip, and like two cents in resin to print these fucking things? I was going to say, what they should do, <laughs> what I wish they would do is what they did with um, uh, fucking... Animal Crossing, instead of, they hit a point where instead of doing uh, constant full figures, they switched over to the cards, the Amiibo cards, and I'm like you should 100%, if you sold, like could you imagine if not only was it you selling like the main things, like the reprints Mm -hmm. almost of the Amiibo, but as cards you could throw in like random other shit, like hey, here's enemy cards, here's here's different character Mm -hmm. cards, and you get like Things that are semi-related to it, because I mean, a majority of it's like, oh, hey, you scan the Bacoblin, you get Bacoblin weapons and shields, and potentially, mm-hmm. like that—that's one of those things where all of those 
you could get fabric. Um, yeah. Which I think is kind of cool. Uh, ooh, fuck. I wish I had that. The, the <laughs> Guardian Amiibo, you can possibly mm-hmm. get an Ancient Blade, which is like one of the best things to possibly have. If you yeah. have an Ancient Blade on a, uh, a arrow, uh, depending on how you build out which, which bow and arrow you have, or bow you have, you can mm-hmm. one-shot fucking Lynels. Yeah. Um, which yeah, is great, because there's a spot in this game, and I won't spoil it, where you gotta fight five of the fuckers at the same time. Not, well, not at, at the same, same time. time. One, no, no, one no. by one. Scaling, there's no way, there's no way up, anyone, yeah. you could be a fucking Zelda combat god, there's no way to survive five Lynels coming at you at the yeah. same time. <laughs> oh, cool. I didn't think about that. Instead of doing that. It is interesting, the ones that you can do... Um, because I knew you could get a lot of the amiibo stuff in game. The the um divine beast helms mm-hmm. you can either get in game through quests, which I've done three, two or three out of four, I think, mm-hmm. so far that I know of. Um, but if you use the champion figures, uh, like Ur- Urbosa and everybody. Uh, you yeah. can get those helms too, which is kind of cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> the champions are Bosa and her friends. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't give a shit about anybody else. <laughs> come on, man. Let me, let's come on. Uh, I thought she would be. I thought she would be on the on the Cedon simp train. He's not a. He's not a champion. Oh, that's right. The he's champions one of were the, the, the one of the Mipha. descendants. That was Mifa. Mifa was the champion. He got Mifa, Daruk, uh, fucking. Oh, what's that guy's name? Falco. Um, <laughs> I know it's Rivali, but I was trying to remember Falco's name. Uh, yeah, I'm trying. I'm going through to see what you can get, yeah. and like it's Herbosa okay. and her friends. Yeah, no, I don't care about anybody else. Herbosa was whew. yes. Um, I'm like going through to see. I wanted to find specifically what weapons you can get. Oh shit! Okay, Zelda, you can get the Dusk Bow. Ooh, I can get Sheik's mask. I don't have no, too many. Like, I have so I have the Sea Breeze boomerang, and I also have the oh fuck, what's that thing called? Man, there's some okay. cool shit. The dust claim. Oh, you can get the dust claymore from Twilight Princess. Yeah, well, there's stuff you can get like, Ooh, of course, the there's different paraglider. Sword. There's Paraglider Falcons you can get for different Amiibos. I'm looking um, at, like, a list of all of the things and everything you can get. Um, I love that for Young Link, you can get a, the Lon Lon Ranch fabric. <laughs> there is... I want Majora's Mask. Oh, shit. 8-Bit Link. Pixel fabric? What does that look like? That's gotta be adorable. Oh, it's just his face. That's not as adorable as I hoped it would be. So I have Ocarina Time Link. Oh, I can get Lon Lon Ranch fabric. Mm-hmm. That's cute. It's got the little milk, milk in it. Oh, and I can get a bigger on sword. Hell yeah! And I have Wind Waker Toon Link, which is yes, yeah. I get can get a big Goron sword. Yeah, I have the, the thing is, is I know that I can duplicate these things, and I know that I can get more of them. Mm-hmm. I really just want them for the house. <laughs> I know. I would love to have all of them. Um, I really just want want these items for the house. The the glider skins are cool. Um Wait, what I really like mean? the Twilight. Do you mean so when you say the house, each... do you mean for yourself? Yeah, I just want the 
Well, I want the weapons, like the special weapons, like the big Goron sword, hmm. fierce deity sword, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. I just wanted for weapon displays in the house. Yeah. Because they're still breakable in the game, by the way. Like, oh, you don't yeah. get to keep these weapons. Um, that being said, there's a trick with Octorox, and if you know, you know. Um, <laughs> that, I'll but... be honest, there's a trick with the, <laughs> the weapon display, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you, can, <laughs> yes. you can literally duplicate everything with the weapon display now. Yes. Um... I need to get the fucking Link Awakening helmet. Yeah, but each of the amiibos from the different games does give you a glider skin, also. Mm-hmm. So has a chance. Um, it's not every time, but yeah. Well, yeah, <gasps> it has a chance. Oh fuck! I need, I need the uh, Link's Awakening amiibo because mm-hmm. you get the egg fabric, and it's the fucking egg for the windfish. Yeah. Which, so by the way, I, don't, I love the fact... I don't know if you... you Have you done Water Temple? No, I haven't done... I've only done the Wind Temple so far. Okay. Um, the, one of the quests to get you to the Water Temple is straight up just a... Uh, a okay. So... Link, Link's Awakening <laughs> reference. I've looked up Amiibos on Amazon while we've been speaking, because we've expensive. talked about Tears of the Kingdom to Death. It is expensive. Um, these are more expensive than when they first came out. That being said, some of them are not too bad. You could get, for example, a young Link Amiibo, still in the box, for thirty five seventy. Um So much. I mean, it's much more than when it first came out, yes. Jesus, the, Majora's Mask 6324 on sale from 99 Yeah, You could get the Champion set for $94 on Amazon right now. You can get this 38-piece Zelda Amiibo Breath of the Wild NFC mini card set for $24.99. <laughs> well, that's what I was talking about, is these cards. Yeah. Like, I'm looking at the top set here for $29.99, like you said, 37 pieces. Mm-hmm. It's got a four-and-a-half-star review rating, but it's only got four reviews. Which means this is probably a relist of cards that got bad reviews in the past. Yeah. That's what I've discovered. Is because I'll find this exact same listing somewhere else, mm-hmm. and it'll have like 40 reviews on it. And they're all like, they're mixed. Basically like a lot of three stars of people who are like some of these cards work, a lot of them didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> and some of these are straight up just labeled like, oh, here's a card for a big Goron sword. Here's a card for the Six Sages sword. And that's not how these are supposed to work. <laughs> yeah, that does make it interesting. I, I, I really wish they, because like if they just made these, they could sell these, and I would buy them. I would spend like if you if they sold a pack of all of them, and you're just like buying like a deck of all of those cards. I could see mm-hmm. them selling that for like thirty, forty bucks. Yep. Hell, they could sell it for sixty, and people would buy the shit out of them. Oh, yeah. Well, here's what I was talking about. So, exact same listing 38 pieces Zelda Amiibo Breath of the Wild NFC mini cards, $24.99 with seven reviews. So, a lot of these are just relisted. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I I did find one Amiibo at list price for $15. It is (laughs) the Monster Hunter Palico Amiibo. Oh, yeah. Nobody fucks him once I think. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I feel like we should probably stop talking about something. <laughs> we should. It's, We're going to talk about this yeah. all night. <laughs> um, it would be nothing but that. Uh, well, hey, you know what? Oh, never mind. Yeah, you actually played another game. I have not played anything else. I have, yeah. <laughs> so, yes, I did play another game. Um, it was Friday. 
that I streamed Death Stranding. Uh, I had mentioned on that stream that I've never really been a fan of Kojima games. I don't seem to understand them at all, <laughs> um, both from a gameplay and narrative perspective. People have raved about Metal Gear since I was a kid. I have a demo disc for PS1 that still has the demo of Metal Gear Solid on it. I don't understand what was so revolutionary or genre-defining about that game. Mm. I just, I, I really don't fucking get it, honestly. Um, and I could say with Death Stranding, I still don't get it. Kojima, to me, has always come <laughs> off as, he's one of those names in the gaming world. Like, if I said, like, Suda51, people know what a Suda51 game is. Fucking weird. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, if I said Shinji Mikami, people know who that is. I Everyone don't. knows who Hideo Kojima is, but he comes off as this. Oh, yeah. I don't know if he's pretentious or what is what is going on in his head at all. And the only reason I ended up playing Death Stranding is because I got it for free. <laughs> um, so, I when I think of um, Kojima. I feel like he is like a step below directors that are are like up their own ass. Um, mm -hmm. Cause like it, I mean Christopher Nolan. We all know Christopher Nolan is a director that his head is up in his own ass. Um, mm -hmm. Same thing with fucking uh, Avatar bitch um fuck what's his name james cameron james cameron um these are people that are like i know what i'm doing i make the best things nobody can make things as good as me um and it it, it shows in the people that adore them <laughs> um he is kojima i think is just a step away from that because he wants to be a movie director if you have played mm -hmm. any of his games, he wants to make movies, and he makes playable movies. Um, sometimes mm -hmm. people absolutely love that. A lot of times people absolutely love that. Um, Death Stranding was something that I, it lost to me. Ne never, I tried mm -hmm. even watching other people play, and I'm like, I'm good. Um, <laughs> I am a fan of the Metal Gear games, at least three of the games. Uh, literally one, two, and three. Um, and not even regular two. Two that was on um, GameCube, which was Twin Snakes, which is like... Arguably, people say he's the better version. Um, <laughs> but he is... The reason I say he's a step back, like, away from that level is because he appreciates other art so much mm -hmm. um, in that, in, in other actors and creators. And that's why that game specifically, Death Stranding, is what it is. Because you look at who's in that game, these are people that he fucking adores. Uh, yeah. And I mean, specifically for at least one of them, I am also a huge Yarmo the Thoro fan. So, like, mm -hmm. throw that man in that game. It's awesome. I think it's hilarious that he's actually part of it. Uh <laughs> yeah, he's part of it. What's strange is I think he is part of it as a model for a character, mm -hmm. but I believe he's voiced by somebody else in-game. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, I just noticed that when he appears on the screen the first time, like you said, Kojima does really want to make movies, and I got that even in these first couple of hours of Death Stranding that I played. I mean, half of that stream is me watching cutscenes. Um, <laughs> but when his character shows up, they do title cards like for each of the characters as they appear mm-hmm. the first time, and it's his name, but then someone else's name directly underneath it. <laughs> huh, now I want to look into this. Death Stranding voice cast. Because I just looked up the character, and it's like, Dead Man is is played by... by, by, by. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Top cast. Dead Man. Mm-hmm. Jesse Corti. Yeah. yeah. So someone else does voice him. Okay. That's disappointing. Yeah. I wonder why. And just the <laughs> I mean I guess this is minor spoilers for the game, but so the your character's like a decade over you're good. Well, yeah. But it it's your character's what's called a repatriate, so it's kind of like this souls like thing where you can come back after you die. Um but then there's another character that you meet in the game who is also repatriate and his name is literally Die Hardman. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, isn't there also, like, Goldface or whatever the fuck? Uh... Well, no, the Goldface guy is actually just named Higgs. Um... Oh, and that's the one that's voiced by uh, Troy Baker, right? Troy Baker, yeah. yes. But, Again, uh... because you... How can you not have a video game without Troy Baker if you are a fan of, of video games? Mm-hmm. No, I, uh... But again, I just... I, I don't get why Kojima gets the amount of praise that he does in the world of gaming. If he was a movie director, I think he'd have potentially, I can't say for certain, potentially a better career, but the lore he comes up with his games is, to me, it feels disjointed. Like, I do not understand the story of Metal Gear at all. Don't don't try. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to think, I've always wondered if it's above or below on the confusing scale uh, Mm -hmm. compared to Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. It's, it's, well, I would say it's probably b- slightly below because yeah. Kingdom Hearts is all over the fucking place with its story. Um, time skips, introductions of new characters, retcons of events, all kinds of shit happens in Kingdom Hearts. Uh, Metal Gear, the only part of me that makes sense in Metal Gear is basically you play... Various clones of the same person over and over and over again. <laughs> uh, you play as one clone of one person. Okay. Um, you technically, yeah, yeah. Um, because anytime you are playing as Solid Snake, that is the clone of Big Boss. Big Boss, you only play as in three. Um, which is, in my opinion, my favorite of the the games. Um. So you play as Big Boss in 3, which is a prequel. Uh, so it's timeline-wise, unless one of the spin-offs comes before that. Uh, mm-hmm. And then you eventually, in number 1, number 2, and every other game, you were playing a Solid Snake. And the reason why mm-hmm. Snake at one point looks so old is because the clones age faster. Yeah, uh, Something happens in their genetic, de- uh, genetic coding or whatever that causes mm-hmm. them to age faster. Um, okay. Well, what's really fun is following uh, not so much Solid Snake or Big Boss, but uh, following 
Revolver Ocelot's timeline. Because that motherfucker <laughs> is around for everything. Mm-hmm. No, I just want to know, what the fuck is a Metal Gear? Is it just a mech? Yeah. Is that... Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, just... in 3, you have to... You deal with... Uh, the Russians trying to make their own Metal Gear, and that's Sha- the I think it's the either the thing is called Shaga Shadowhog Shagahog, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, so it's just a fucking mech. Yeah, it's okay, a mech. you have to take out the mech. Metal Gear Rex gotcha. is a fun one to fight. Well, I know Metal Gear Rex is a fun one to fight because I fought like fifteen of the motherfuckers in Revengeance. So <laughs> oh, I never played that game. <laughs> so that oh. is the only Metal Gear game I enjoy is Revengeance because it is not a Metal Gear game. <laughs> it is not a Metal Gear game at all. I don't know, man. Maybe you should check out Metal Gear Survive, because that's also not a Metal Gear game. Oh, Metal Gear Survive. I... Fuck Metal Gear Survive, dude. Oh, um, God. What a travesty. Okay, so, Death Stranding, though, in general, it's it's mm-hmm. not really for you. Are you at least enjoying it enough that you might no. continue to play it? I'm going to continue to play it. The, the thing that's enjoying for me is... There was a term that was thrown around the gaming industry many years ago, and that term was Walking Simulator. Mm-hmm. Right? And Walking Simulator, the reason Walking Simulator became this pejorative is it was this game that seemed to be very pretentious. They wanted to call them narrative-driven, but the entire gameplay was literally just you walking through someone's story. Yeah, and to be honest, there mm-hmm. are some really good ones. It's Yes. Yeah. Well, Death Stranding feels like it has potential to be one of those really good ones. Yeah. And the reason I say that is there is a depth to the mechanics here that is enjoyable yes you are quite literally carrying packages from place to place but how you do it is what matters the most (laughs) um and there are good and bad ways to do that through the game you get rated on your performance as you're making deliveries Mm -hmm. um and the very first delivery i made was like the culmination of that delivery was unexpected into which I actually encountered some enemies and had no way to fight back against them. I had to basically rely on this game's version of kind of a detection system, um, which is not the enemies detecting you, but you detecting where they are. So you don't bump into them. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and then sneaking and even holding my breath at certain points, which drains stamina, to try to get past them without being noticed. And I did it successfully. But that moment, from the casual, not the casual, I will say it's quite a climb, but the climb you take to get to where you're going to, now this is going to take much longer because there's an actual obstacle in my way that isn't just terrain. I mean, it was a pretty tense feeling. It's the first it's one of the only times in games that has made me like genuinely terrified of the outcome of the situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but that being said, I mean, it's, it's got enough to pull me in um, at the very least, even though they're using complete bullshit made up sci-fi mumbo jumbo terms. Um, it's pieced well enough together at the beginning that I can follow what's happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, whether the rest of the story will be the same way, I don't know. And frankly, I honestly just enjoy a game that gives me the challenge of walking from point A to B, but it's up to me to decide how I'm going to do that, because even Tears of the Kingdom gives me that freedom. (laughs) 
Oh man, sorry. Okay, one last thing about Tears of the mm-hmm. Kingdom. Um, <laughs> my mind has been broken by the greatest way to do the hey, can you take me to my friend Koroks? Have you seen this? I have not. So, what you do is you shoot an arrow with an object on it so you can, like, you know, fuse something Mm -hmm. to it later. From where the friend is, where their smoke trail is, Mm -hmm. and then you can literally just link the the, the other guy in the backpack to that arrow and recall it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that is, I saw that. And I'm like, oh my fucking god, that's incredible. That is genius. Because like I've seen the things. I don't know if you've seen it where people have been like, hey, I can't get up to that place, but I can shoot something up to that place. So they'll mm-hmm. shoot again something, an arrow with something attached to it that stays on it when it hits the ground, and recall it back up to the higher position. Mm-hmm. So they'll like put a platform on it and then launch yourself back up into the air. I'm like, that's I fucking love people. Physics, man. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, once you get hoverstones, you never have to climb again. So. Oh, I love the fact that you can <laughs> you literally can shoot hoverstone arrows. Um, have you done that, by the way? I haven't. I don't even have access to hoverstones yet, but I know oh, okay. from watching some of the builds that um, yeah, hoverstones are hoverstone. Two hoverstones basically makes an infinite elevator. So. <laughs> um, so yeah, if you. Uh, if you attach a hoverstone to an arrow, when you shoot mm-hmm. it, if you shoot it straight up, it'll go to a certain distance and activate the hoverstone. Mm-hmm. So you can then ascend up into the uh, up through the hoverstone because yeah. it's within ascend distance. Um, mm-hmm. And then that's you can literally do that as your elevator. Um, I'm like that's fucking genius uh, <laughs> because I was doing it. I, I was before I found out that you can do that because I I didn't even think about that being something that activated with the arrow. I would literally. Yeah. I did the like totem pole kind of thing, but I would have I had a spear that I attached to one so I could grab it at the furthest distance. Boom, then continue mm-hmm. to do that over and over again. Um, yeah. God damn it! I mean, I've done a bunch of stupid, goofy stuff in the game so far. I yeah. mean, I've I've just experimented with things like, okay, what happens if I fuse a bow to a weapon? It just makes a longer weapon. It doesn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, the bow, the bow thing. I, 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 I wish, wish it, it would have thrown some arrows out of it. Yeah. Um, um, but then, man, fucking arrows. My the hardest resource for me, without just continuously mm-hmm. refreshing stores and buying it all from mm-hmm. that, I run out of arrows so fucking fast. So I'll tell you, probably the easiest way to get arrows right now: always carry some form of stone axe with you. Even if it's just a tree branch and a stone, right? Every barrel, every wooden box you come across in this game will break to one hit from any axe-type weapon. There are almost always arrows in these things. Or what I do is just grab them and drop them from the sky. Don't even have to waste a weapon. Well, you can do that, but... It's really I fun found... if there's, like, five boxes next to each other, you ultra-hand them all together, drop them all at the same time. <laughs> yes. Um, as long as you don't actually use Tullin and have him blow them all away. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, yes, I was doing the box thing early on, um, but axes are just ten times more efficient, yeah. okay. honestly. Um, what was it? Okay, all right, we're back on yes. Death Stranding, I guess. Uh... 
I feel like I just saw something. There was a reason I wanted to stay well, on Death Stranding. I don't know. The neat thing... I mean, I guess for me, mechanics-wise, the great thing about Death Stranding is that they use the terrain to do something interesting, and that is shift your character's weight. Because you are carrying, you know, packages on your back, or in your hands even. Everything that you pick up in this game has weight to it. And that affects your overall, that affects your character's center of gravity. Yeah. And so, like, sometimes you have to lean left or right to maintain your balance. You can hold bow triggers to kind of remain in the steady state, but then that keeps you from having your hands free, which means if you fall over, you'll take more damage. Um, and so there's a lot of neat little things to... This is one of the games where the movement in it is unique because you feel like you are playing an actual human instead of just this avatar with special abilities. Um, the character has weight. The character has momentum. And that all matters in how you traverse the landscape. Mm -hmm. The fuck? Um, okay. Yeah, I don't, whatever. I, I'm good. <laughs> I don't need to play that. Oh, I remember what I was thinking of things um let me pull up so i didn't put much news here we have the the bigger one that i kind of wanted to go through with you um which is very upsetting uh but there was something that happened uh last week week before last here we go um we had to kind of kick off summer game fest which by the way Lots of that coming up this coming week. I am going to be streaming a good portion of the week. Um, Nate, I need to add you onto the calendar so you know what is just going to be me covering the live streams. Um, mm -hmm. This time next year, actually it'll be done by now, but the, next year, next week, next Sunday. Um, <laughs> hopefully, Nate, I really hope you're free. Uh, next Sunday is the Xbox Bethesda Showcase. Um, mm hmm if you if you just pull up if you go to the summer game fest site they have a calendar of all the times of everything and i'm going to be covering all the ones during the week as well um mm -hmm. but this past month or right at the end of may actually yeah past month um playstation had their showcase uh now from what we've heard now there is a possibility they might have a second showcase in the year but we did get our first showcase from them um and to be honest it was not the greatest showing for PlayStation, um, mm -hmm. which, you know, says a lot when normally when they do an event like this, it's like hit after hit being like, hey, look at this first party exclusive, first party exclusive. Um, mm -hmm. The amount of first party exclusives that people actually gave a shit about, I think maybe total to one. Um, mm. That being, uh, we got a new trailer in gameplay for Spider-Man 2. Um, looks great. Uh, excited to play it when it comes to PC three years later. Um, <laughs> uh, but I really, I make that joke only because a good portion of everything else that was shown is also coming to other platforms. Obviously PC for a lot of it, but also Xbox, which they specifically did tweet out a, an, an image containing all of, if or most of, if not all of the games that are also launching same day and date, uh, on Xbox. Um, getting back to Metal Gear, we got the 
official confirmation that we are getting a Metal Gear Solid Snake Eater, which is Metal Gear 3, my favorite, um, a remake. Mm-hmm. Um, hasn't been officially announced who's working on it. There have been rumors. I can't remember the name. I think it starts with a V. I want to say Volatile, but I don't think that's right. Um, <laughs> no gameplay or anything shown. It was just a little cutscene, CGI cutscene. Uh, since then... It has been confirmed that there are not they are not going to be recording new lines. They are using all of the voice lines from the first game, um, which a lot of people are questioning on whether or not the people that recorded those lines are going to get paid. Because, um, <laughs> you know, fucking companies love to not pay people for their work. Yeah. Uh, on top of that, they also announced the Metal Gear Solid Master Collection, which will con- include Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear Solid 2, in the original um, Snake Eater, uh, as well as there, I believe they confirmed a couple of other games coming. Um, my mind is blank on which ones they are. For some reason, nobody in any article described lists that. For some reason, um, hmm. the their one more thing before their final one more thing was that they announced a game streaming, a dedicated game streaming device. Um, when they initially announced it, it made it seem like it was like, hey we're doing streaming games game streaming like pc or cloud gaming and stuff not cloud gaming it's uh it's literally just you need wi-fi to have this connected to your eight to an eight eight inch lcd screen not oled which people are really annoyed about um Hmm. but it basically is an eight inch screen sandwiched between a uh their controller the dual sense controller um Mm -hmm. No announcement of how much it is. People are thinking it's going to probably be three hundred, four hundred dollars, which is like, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> for for something that you can only do remote play over Wi-Fi, that's kind of a what the fuck kind of thing. Especially when you have the um, what is that thing called, Nate? Steam. What is what called? The Steam, Steam Deck. The Steam Deck, which yeah. can do so much, so much. Um, <coughs> They, they also, I believe, I don't think it's been confirmed yet, but there have now been more rumblings of PlayStation's eventual take and step into the cloud gaming space, which a lot of people are like, fuck you, you're part of the reason that Xbox got denied for the UK CMA thing. Um, whatever, that's that's continuing. We're not going to get into that because nothing, nothing solid has happened yet. Um we got a release date for Assassin's Creed Mirage, which just looks like more Assassin's Creed. Yay. Uh, Alan Wake 2 got a release date, and the announcement that it's digital only, which is mm. interesting. Um, yeah. They said that the reason behind that is so they can keep the cost of the game down, um, which I'm like, whatever. I'm not going to get you started on price of games right now. We got enough stuff to go through. Um, We get a really boring trailer for Final Fantasy. I don't fucking care, and I know a lot of people that love Final Fantasy that also don't fucking care, which is kind of disappointing. Officially unveiled Dragon's Dogma 2, which... Hmm. Yay. Uh, Yeah. No, I I mean, there are people. People do love that game. I know. One thing that I kind of loved... and I'm, again, glad that it's going to other consoles. Um, Bungie announced a new marathon. <laughs> yeah. Which is, like, one of their first games. They are yep. now re- retooling and making into a new game. Um, so, first-person shooter. Uh, 
Yeah, Marathon was kind of the the basis for what eventually became Halo Combat Evolved. Yeah. Um, that look the no gameplay, unfortunately, but like stylistically, if that is, if the trailer is showing what is what they are going for, I'm excited. It looks really interesting. Um, got a quick look at Street Fighter Six, which I believe is out now. Yeah, at this point, is it now is now. out? Yes, um, it is got... out and is now the most played fighting game of all time on Steam. <laughs> on Steam. Well, that's because Smash Brothers isn't on Steam. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Another kind of disappointing look, uh, mostly because it's just another uh, extraction shooter, um, is Fair Games from Jade Raymond's Haven Studio. Um, mm-hmm. Cool idea, kind of like it's multiple teams basically trying to pull off heists against each other, mm-hmm. almost. Um, I don't know, we'll see how that goes. Uh we got a trailer for in the announcement of Talos Principle 2, which, one, looks great, and two, makes me want to play Talos Principle, because I didn't realize it was a puzzle game. Uh, <laughs> I had no idea what that game was, and now I'm like, ooh, pretty. Um, <laughs> we got Square, a brand new game. I don't know if you saw this. New shooter from Square Enix. Enix, 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 Squeenix. Um, it is K-pop Splatoon, basically. Um, no, thank you. <laughs> yes, Queenix basically said, "Oh, Splatoon, that's a good game," uh, and they took out the paint and made it foam. So, foam stars. Splatoon is a good game. Splatoon uh, is a but good you game. said the word you said the word K-pop, and my brain just turned off. Whoa, okay, come on, we're not gonna we're not anti-K-pop. K-pop's awesome. I'm not anti-K-pop. Oh, okay. I'm just allowed to not like things. <laughs> oh, right, fine. Really, I feel like K-pop is like. I, you feel like somebody that would love idols. No. no. Idols, yes. Mm-hmm. Idols Idols are well, no. Um I like idols in my anime because they're completely fictional and all the bad shit that happens to them in anime is also completely fictional. As opposed to all the real <laughs> stuff that actually happens to all the bad the, the uh, idols. Just don't watch Oshinoko. Yeah. Um, moving on, we got another look at, uh, the Plucky Squire, which, uh, hopefully we will get more of, uh, during the Devolver, I'm hoping for some actual, like, maybe gameplay or something, um, during the Devolver Direct coming mm-hmm. up, which, again, one of our favorite things every year, um, I'll let you know what time that is, so you can hopefully make, join me for that well, one. Here's the unfortunate thing. I'll tell you this now, just to get it. I was gonna wait till after to tell you. Oh no! Um, I'm going to miss all of Summer Game Fest. Oh no! Where are you going? I am taking my motorcycle. Well, I'm doing my motorcycle licensing classes this oh, weekend, and okay. completely forgot that Summer Game Fest was. Damn awesome it, Nate! All right, it's okay. I'll get. Uh, <laughs> I'll find somebody. Join me. I'll do it by myself. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Plucky Squire still looks great. Uh, we got a look at Phantom Blade Zero, which I'm. We're not sure if it's a Souls like. <laughs> it feels like a Souls like. Looks fucking beautiful. Um, Chinese. It's a, it's a like a Chinese stylized studio. world. Um, yeah, set in the it Phantom looks like world, Sekiro, place where Chinese. Yeah, Sekiro is. Is fucking Japanese, yeah. Um, yes, but I mean, just the game, the way that it looks like it plays, it looks like it plays like Sekiro. Yeah, 
Um, <laughs> but there are moments in the trailer, if you keep watching the trailer, you're like, hmm, maybe not? It looks more like a normal it's, action fighter or an action game. Yeah, it's got um, a lot more fast-paced stuff going on. Uh, got an announcement for Ghost Runner 2, personally. I enjoyed that. That was one of my favorite highlights of the game, or of the mm-hmm. showcase. Uh, we got an announcement of Helldivers 2. Change it up from a top-down um, shooter to a third-person shooter. If you ever played Helldivers, that game was fun as hell. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so that one I am excited for it, as long as it comes to PC. It is coming to PC, yeah. Um, we got the reveal of Sword of the Sea from Giant Squid. Uh, they made Abzu and the Pathless. Um, looks interesting. Looks very like re- a relaxy kind of story game. Um, we got an announcement for Resident Evil 4 Remake VR mode for PSVR 2, which nobody fucking cares about. Um, <laughs> same thing. This is basically all the VR stuff, uh, or some of the VR stuff. Um, Five Nights at Freddy's Help Wanted 2 announced. Um, mm-hmm. We got a new game from the creator of Gree. G-R-I-S, Gris, Gree, uh, called Neva, N-E-V-A. Um, trailer made me cry. Uh, so, you know, I'm going to get it. Um, beautiful game. This is one of, like, four. I think there were four Devolver published games on the stream during the stream. So I'm like, hell yeah. Um, then, for some reason, they had a trailer for Cat Quest Pirates of the Caribbean, which... <laughs> seemed really out of place. Um, it seemed that seemed like one of those. It seems like one of those. This is the the trailer they play during the commercial break at Summer Game Fest or the Game Awards. Um, we got a trailer for an announcement for Tower Towers of Agaspa. Agaspa. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know how exactly how to pronounce it. Um, looks interesting. Looks like it's a little mix of like Breath of the Wild and like a resource. Uh, town management kind of game um, beautiful like uh, that. that is on my list of I'm hoping it comes to other consoles I can't remember if that one was or not um, mm-hmm. but it looks really really uh, uh, inviting I guess is the best way to say it um, new game from the makers of Night in the Woods same style, style an- or animation in, st- in uh, character design um, You, it's called Revenant Hill you are playing as a little black cat who is trying to become a witch's familiar, and you basically do odd jobs to make money and, and stuff like that. Uh, looks adorable. Um, again, I just just I don't know if you've played Night in the Woods, so if it's anything like Night in the Woods emotion wise, hoof, hoof. <laughs> uh, I found out that Grand Blue is not just a fighting game. Um, mm-hmm. Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. Got announced, which is like an actual normal RPG, and I'm like, "What is this shit? You're not fighting people like that." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Who would have guessed? Um, got a trailer announcement for Altros, which is what if we made a Metroidvania that looks like you're high? Um, mm-hmm. It's basically it, it super colorful. Kind of looks like all those black light posters that you would see at. Um, what's that fucking place with the sex toys on the back mm-hmm. pop culture in the front sex toys on the back Spencer's there we go uh, mm-hmm. yeah um, is Hoda Studio is that 
Honkai people? No. No? Okay. Oh, no, this is something that's already been out, and it's very confusing why they made such a big deal about this. Um, I think it's already been out, or it's been in the works forever. Um, Perfect World Games is bringing Tower of Fantasy to PlayStation 5. We got four four, four new PlayStation VR 2 titles. Nothing really worth mentioning. One of them is literally Beat Saber, a game that's been out forever and was amazed. I'm amazed that it wasn't already on the fucking PlayStation. Uh, yeah. PSVR 2. Um, bless you. Firewalk you. Uh, announced their first AAA project under uh, PlayStation. Um, it's a new PvP multiplayer called Concord. And do you want to know what we got? We got a 40 second trailer of the inside of a spaceship in cool colors. Hmm. Nothing else. That's it. Um, new gameplay trailer for from Immortals of Avium, which is a EA EA title. Yes, that uh, has been known about. Has been just waiting for months, almost years, I think, at this point. Um, as you can tell, they're like the the highlights were literally the first two things I said in this whole article. Um, yeah. It was, you know, PlayStation, we we aren't PlayStation people, yes, but we still see those PlayStation events and go like, holy shit, they've got a lot of cool shit coming their way. Um, well, the regrettable thing is, like, I really want to play a lot of PlayStation stuff. The problem is, I cannot justify the cost yeah. well, of a PS5 with the bullshittery that Sony does. <laughs> What do you mean bullshittery? The PlayStation Network is fucking is an awful fucking service. What? It's just yeah. compared to compared to what else is out there. Steam, okay, Steam is just an online marketplace. Yeah. Don't need much from much more from Steam than that. But when I go out and spend six hundred dollars on your fucking console yeah, and realize five, five. there's another console that I spend just as much money on on that yeah i have to pay for these things but i can get game pass and have a limited gameplay on that i'm getting first party games on that through game pass now forever yeah like there's never a time in my life i will have to play pay for forza horizon 5 and that game is still just putting stuff out uh i have all this great consumer friendly stuff on xbox and none of that with playstation <laughs> yeah their way of doing their like ps plus and and I guess library editions is very different. Um, there was some kind of cool stuff in the beginning with the instant library when they announced it. Um, but a lot of those titles have been swapped out for different titles at this point. Um, mm -hmm. it, it, you're right. It, they don't have, it, let's be honest, it's game pass. They don't have game pass. Um, the reason they don't have game pass. A lot of people agree though, is because, they don't feel that they need to have Game Pass. Xbox, while we love Xbox, has not had a first-party release that I have. I would have probably spent the money on Halo. That is the only first-party title that they've released since mm -hmm. doing that that I would have been like, oh, I'd actually buy this game. Um, but because I pay a monthly fee, which at this point I've paid for the game anyway... Um, yeah. Uh, because I pay for a monthly fee, I'm like, okay, cool. It. I am not in the camp of being like, oh, Game Pass makes these games not as impressive, not as important. Um, it makes them a lot more accessible. That's what it fucking does. Um, mm -hmm. 
but it, unfortunately they haven't really hit that point where the games are impressing people enough yet um and then we, yeah. we've all we will talk about it later one of the games we at least some of us i'd say half if we do the math correctly <laughs> with how much the other three people are actually part of the content um half of of space time taco uh was we're very excited for Redfall, mm. and we were both very disappointed. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, PlayStation's games, their titles alone, the Spider-Man game, absolutely incredible. Um, did yeah. I wait until it came on a console, a service that I could do without having a whole other console that I barely touched? Yes, because I actually I didn't know. I really was for the longest time being like, I'm not going to get to play Zelda, or play not Zelda, get to play Spider Man, and that's okay. I mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm going to miss out on that. I'm okay with that, um, and I didn't have to. I got to play it. Um, I in but the problem with that now. While they have these great games, Horizon, the Horizon games are fantastic. God of War mm-hmm. looks incredible. People absolutely love that game. It's like top top of their list for so many people. Um, the problem now is instead of getting my hands on it right at day and date of release with uh, Game Pass, I am now like, okay, I'll wait the three, four years until that comes out mm-hmm. on PC because I don't need it right away. Yeah. Well, the other thing is a lot of these games that are being lauded as these amazing PlayStation exclusives, they are narrative-driven games. Mm-hmm. So they are, you know, they're, they're complete single-player experiences. But because of that, even though you have a really good time playing them, they are kind of a one-and-done thing. <laughs> um, and I guess that, and- that might be where we differ, because I am somebody that, like, those are some of my favorite kind of games. I mean, they are my favorite kind of games, too, but it's one of those things where like Resident Evil does have a story in it, but it's something I go back and play because it has mechanics, game mechanics set up around replayability. Yeah. Um, versus God of War doesn't really have that. Um, Horizon didn't really have that. I don't know if it has it now, but... Um, Horizon didn't really have that either. There was DLC, which is great. There's DLC for the new game, too, which is awesome. Um... But there was really no incentive for me to go back and replay God of War from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you so know. So you it, wait until it's on a really good deal on Steam at this point. Yeah. So when I, yeah, I mean, I'm fine, like you said, waiting years for these games to come out on Steam or even in some cases uh, obtaining them through other methods. I was going to say Stray, from what I've heard, Stray is... <laughs> possibly come into xbox so that's even more confusing yeah uh, it's one of those hey this is technically a, a console exclusive but it, it's mm-hmm. a timed console exclusive i mean stray is technically a game so <laughs> whoa stray is a game what are you talking about you don't play as a cat you do play as a cat there's, uh, there's stuff there's actually when i say you play as a cat you uh push the joystick forward to hit the a button a lot that is stray oh, wow Stray is a platformer. Define platforming. <laughs> uh, jumping from one place to another and having to time your jumps. Does it, does it, well, what if you don't have to time your jumps and a lot of it is automatic? No, you have to time your jumps. Okay. Yeah. You escape things. Know. There's actually, yeah, man. You. You're just, That's enough about that. Okay. You're trying to, you're trying to 
downplay Stray. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? You sound like a real Zelda fan right now, Chris. I am a Zelda fan, man. How how dare you give it a nine out of ten? Shame it. on you! I didn't give it a nine. What are you talking about? I'm not talking about you. Oh. There, there's a certain reviewer that I follow or that you don't who actually gave Tears of the Kingdom a seven out of ten. Still loves the game. Still is playing the game, but gave it a seven out of ten and faced a whole lot of hatred and backlash I, for I daring did. to give a Zelda game a seven out of ten. I wanted to see who gave it. I read initially that somebody gave it a six, and I wanted to read that review, but nobody would link it. Everybody was saying they saw, mm. but they wouldn't say who it was. I'm like, I want to see that. I want to see why, why they gave it that. Um, like the yeah. seven. I want to know why somebody gave it a seven. I'm not like, how dare you? I'm like, oh, what about well, the game did not hold it to the same standard you were expecting? Well, that's the thing is I think that this person, as long as I followed this particular person and their career throughout gaming journalism, this person is far more, they're completely independent one. And they're far more concerned about giving their actual honest opinion on a game. Yeah. Um, and for them, 10 out of 10 is such an unachievable standard. It is gaming perfection that you have to achieve in their eyes to See, be worthy of a 10 out of 10. And that's why I don't like when people <laughs> label it as like this, a 10 out of 10 has to be a perfect game. There is no such thing as a perfect game. Um, I don't care what anybody says. And fucking, I'm sure there's somebody out there that's like, but, technically Tetris is a perfect game. Like, no, it's not. Well, when they say music, a perfect game, perfect, they mean something sure. that, that, essentially that is unachievable that's why they've said it as 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 to them is something that they could never rate a game as because it is an unachievable standard See, whereas we've been like but we've been we've grown up in an era where seven out of tens were like average games and to them no a seven out of ten you're talking seven points out of ten it's still a really good fucking game in their eyes. Yeah. Oh no, same. I was gonna say seven. Out of, that's there's the whole um, easy allies. Easy allies. I can't remember who they used to be before that, but they came up. They had the term swimming in sevens because there are so many games that are so good, but just mm -hmm. aren't aren't up to like that level that we give the nines and tens. Um, yeah. That's kind of why I like the fact that we. I like the five the five star scale or five point scale or whatever mm -hmm. um because yes well, there isn't that wiggle room bef between things but like the fact that mine mm -hmm. i know i don't know if you've ever actually given it your own specific but like mm -hmm. my um version of it is literally what is it it's because i i have it for the movie specifically i have broken down mm -hmm. as one is it was a movie, or in that in gaming spot case, it would be it was a game. Uh, two is meh, three is enjoyable, four is great, and five is incredible. Five isn't perfect mm -hmm. because again, there's well, no the there is no thing. no perfect isn't a thing. But to this person, I will just say that this person got a lot of hate and continues to get a lot of hate for their opinions in gaming. But if you sit down and watch their content and understand where they're coming from. I mean, they've been doing this for a very long time, and they're usually right about what they say. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I am not using this person's name in particular because I do not want to send anybody else. Can you send it to me? Their way. Not, just message me. I will me. send I them to you. Yeah, yes. I like to see these kind of things. Like, it, I am at the point that I don't look at reviews to see whether or not I want to play a game or watch a thing. I look at reviews <laughs> to see what other people's opinions are. Um, 
Because, I mean, I don't want, first of all, a lot of reviewers, two pompous little bitches. Um, <laughs> that's right. I'm looking at all of you that gave uh, a horrible score to fucking the Mario Brothers movie. The Mario Brothers movie wasn't supposed to be the greatest story of all time. It was supposed to be mm-hmm. what it was, and it did exactly what it needed to do. And hopefully, because it did that, it can now do more beyond that. I wasn't gonna. That, I'm not gonna give that movie the uh, the like scrutiny kind of thing. Being mm-hmm. like, oh, stories, rush, 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 character development. You know the characters. We know the characters. We know the story. When you get beyond that, when you can know, when we know we can have a success, successful <laughs> Mario movie, then I'm going to judge the well, next one because that's when you're going to be. You got to do something. You can't just the do the problem, same thing again. The problem that's existed in so many fucking nerds' minds for years and years and years and seems to never go away is the idea that reviews should somehow, some way, be objective. There is no way to write your objective opinion on something. Objective opinion is an oxymoron. Yeah. What people need to understand is that reviews are opinions. People are allowed to have those opinions. And at the end of the day, if you've sunken, if you have taken sunken costs to the extreme and you've placed, like your entire goddamn ego in other people's opinions of a video game or movie or TV show or some other form of media that you like that you just fly off the fucking handle because someone didn't give it a good rating. Honestly, just, just go be by yourself. (laughs) Go, go let a therapist deal with your shit. Like I'm only saying this because I am so tired of people getting shat on in ways they don't deserve for sharing their opinion of a piece of media on the internet. It is... No, I agree with that. (laughs) I think it really is. I I think there's a difference. I think there's a difference between, like, this guy that you're talking about, or this person that you're Mm -hmm. talking about in their way of reviewing the games, and specifically Zelda, versus the way that professional reviewers could Critics mm-hmm. went into the Mario movie. Um, well, yes, and I mean, we've, it's already been talked about enough that reviewer or critics already go in. A lot of critics go into animated movies already expecting to waste their time. Well, yeah, but that's the thing: is a critic is going to review. People have to understand that reviews are done in context. A critic is going to review something in a different context than an average viewer is. Yeah. A critic is going to compare that movie to their wealth of knowledge of every other movie they've seen before. And in some cases, they're going to be right and they're going to say bad things about a movie you love. You understand it as, and I'm not even saying that you're wrong. I understand it in the same way. The Mario movie was, here's the baseline. We made a movie that was enjoyable so we could get it out there and say, hey, we can actually make a decent Mario movie. But a critic is going to look at that and say, well, it's not fucking Schindler's List, <laughs> and they're going to trash it because of that. Yeah, that movie and at the end of the anyway. day, <laughs> well, yes, but you've got to black and white. You've got to understand <laughs> that they're coming at it from a completely different angle. They, a lot of these professional critics who reviewed Mario movie probably know Mario as this weird obscure thing that their kids have talked about at one point in their lives. They don't okay. know who the fuck Mario right. is. First of all. <laughs> <laughs> Mario's been around long enough. They know what Mario is. <laughs> You'd be fucking surprised. There are a lot of fucking old people out there who don't know 
what the fuck a Mario is. See, and, and those are that. people that I definitely don't trust the opinion of. If you still write your things out with like a little typewriter and you don't know how to use the internet, no. I'm not listening <laughs> to your opinion on anything. Um, right. Doing this entire podcast from a typewriter now. <laughs> you can't do a podcast with a typewriter. Uh, Try bitch. <laughs> Anyway, let's get the fuck out of this area. Um, Jesus, I can't remember. There was something I was going to bring up specifically. Um, oh, uh, yeah, I'll bring up that last. Damn it, I need to bring up that last. Um, we got an announcement mm-hmm. that uh, Meta, you know, Facebook, um, will be releasing the Oculus. Oh, sorry, not Oculus. Sorry, MetaQuest 3. Uh which is awesome, cool, whatever. Um, I am excited mm-hmm. to see what that, how good it is compared to the two. But on top of that, they announced a hundred dollar price cut on the Quest Two. No, you mean after they already raised it hundred dollars? Oh, I'm glad you remember, <laughs> Nate. <laughs> yes, Meta legitimately raised the price. Did nothing. It is the exact same hardware with a different name on it. Like 100% same hardware with a different name on it that they charged $100 more just for them to announce the next iteration and drop it back to the same price that it originally was. This is literally the most obvious okey-doke in the history of okey-dokes. Like, (laughs) how could someone honestly fall for this and think they're getting a deal in a Quest 2? People that don't pay attention and don't realize (laughs) that MetaQuest 2 is just Oculus quest 2 repackaged um oh but you do get like one game i think you get beat saber or something um, oh boy <laughs> which hey i mean fucking best game <laughs> let's be honest <laughs> i don't think there is a better vr game it's like beat saber fucking uh super hot and then everything else um, <laughs> once you hit perfection how do you do better um, I don't know. I'm ready to play. Uh, I would like to play Super Hot in VR because playing that shit on controller is fucking trash. It is so much fun. Um, <laughs> we have it. You, you should come over and check it out. Um, <laughs> one of the last things I wanted to bring up, I think. Where did it go? I have too many things open at one time. Welcome to how my brain works in tab form. Uh,. Hold on, I just gotta open up the tweets again. Fucking tweets. Your Um, brain could work where, like, you have all the tabs open and they're all playing audio at the same time. Yep, that's my brain. Um, I wanted to... There was one... I don't know where they went. Okay, here we go. Cool, 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 cool. So, we're gonna touch on this in a second after it'll be... I'll bring this up now. We're gonna go through Redfall stuff and then go through our spoiler-free talk of Across the Um, Mm Spider-Verse. But, currently... Uh... Actually, yesterday, reporting as of yesterday, across the Spider Verse, uh, this is like all the bullet points, was sitting at a 95 on Rotten Tomatoes. Now I want to s- see if that has gone up since. Let's see. 95, yep, still 95 on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, 95 on Rotten t- Tomatoes, fourth highest rated film on Letterboxd, which I don't know if you use Letterboxd, it's really fun. You can rate movies that mm-hmm. you've watched, keep track of all the movies you've watched, uh, do your own little ranking lists. Um, highest rated superhero film on IMDb, got a cinema score of A, not A+, it should have gotten A+, or S, do they have S? Um, <laughs> it has been the, it had the biggest domestic opening of 2023, 
it is currently um, domestic opening weekend. The because obviously today hasn't finished, but the estimated opening weekend is one hundred twenty point five one hundred twenty point five million dollars, uh, which brings it to the second biggest domestic opening weekend of twenty twenty three. Um, can mm-hmm. you guess what number one was? Mm, Avatar? No. God damn it. Kim said the same mm. thing. Avatar was last year. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> I just love both of you said Avatar. Um, we just it? talked about it. <laughs> I don't know. We, we just talked about it. Mario. We just talked about Mario. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it, that has the biggest. Um, not by much of a difference. I am happy about that because I think they opened at. 140, 145, and Spider-Man did 120, which is fucking awesome. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. Kurt, speaking of which, they actually just passed 1.3 billion worldwide for Mario. Um, wow. Uh, worldwide opening, though, it has is currently earned 208.6 million. Um, mm-hmm. To put that into perspective, opening weekend, 208.6 million, almost $209 million. Little Mermaid opened last weekend. It just passed three hundred million worldwide this weekend. Hmm. Um, I say that for two reasons: one, that's awesome for across the Spider Verse. Two, why aren't you going to see Little Mermaid? People, go out and see Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid is the best live action adaptation that Disney has done. I'm saying that. As somebody that hasn't liked a single one of them, but I'm letting <laughs> you know that I'm saying it because I also like this more than the animated movie. Oh boy! Yeah, so that's coming. That's some big words coming from me. I'm the animated guy. Um, <laughs> I care about cartoons more than most things. Um, so yeah, check, check out Little Mermaid, and of course, one thousand percent check out Across the uh, Spider Verse. Um, but before we talk more about that. We learned some stuff this week, didn't we, Nate? Oh, yeah. Well, you learned something, and then you sent it to me, and then I read it and said, wait a minute. This is... Basically what we said about it. This is everything we said about it, but it's also... I've written postmortems for games that I worked on in the past, because but I'm a terrible fucking game producer, and I've never made a single thing worth a penny. But... Um... You could get a penny on, on Steam. Come on. This is this is a postmortem of a game that's still out. Yeah. And when I say like still out, I mean like all games are of course still out. What I mean is it's a postmortem of a game like a week after it was launched. <laughs> no, a month. It's been a month. A month. Okay. Well, time works differently in my brain. Um <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a postmortem already out and all it took was Bloomberg like doing the bare minimum of asking questions. Like, that was it. They were very open with with recusing their name, obviously, but still very open about how they felt. Um, but you sent this to me and when you sent it to me, like I read the first like paragraph, I was on my way to work and then sat down at work and just started reading the rest of it because it was so interesting to go through and go, oh yeah, we did mention that and we mentioned that and we mentioned that and we were kind of like bang on with what we predicted happened to this game. <laughs> um, and it's shocking to see that considering 
Microsoft tried to kind of pull some shit on us when they did their whole apology. Um, but then to know that this game basically opens with an apology from the developer, like you start the game and you get an apology. Um, what? And then the same thing. Well, I don't think it was in the game. I know it's in Gollum, which is really weird. Gollum basically open you open the game oh and you God. get the developer's apology. I didn't even want to bring <laughs> up that fucking game. But uh, I mean, if if I'm gonna make a long story short here, we can get into some more detailed stuff. But for those who are listening, I just kind of want to be done with it right now. Um, long story short is Arcane while they were still owned by, while Bethesda, who they were under, was still owned by ZeniMax. Uh, ZeniMax kind of got this obsession with making a live service game and was very much pushing Arcane to do that. It was entirely outside Arcane's real house, and Arcane very much tried to tell ZeniMax, this is not the game we want to make. Mm -hmm. Um, So much so that when Microsoft came in and bought Bethesda and in turn acquired Arcane as part of that deal... Uh, the developers working on Redfall at the time were actually hoping that Microsoft would just cancel the project and let them do something else. Um, But Microsoft took the very hands-off approach. They said, nah, y'all do y'all thing. So a lot of people from ZeniMax were still very much in control of the project, and Redfall is what resulted from that. Um, And all I, I mean, my one opinion on this is you have to push a developer to the absolute brink for them to say, okay, yeah, this project that we've been working for years on, I wish you would cancel it. <laughs> well, and they, and obviously they went into detail more of the fact that mm-hmm. there were people that were just leaving outright. Um, they were having a hard time filling those positions because people were leaving mm-hmm. the studio. The studio location, the specific Arcane, it was Arcane Austin, not the, the main Arcane studio. Um, yeah. People didn't want to come to, to uh, Texas, Austin, Texas for yeah. obvious reasons. Texas kind of fucking sucks. Um, they had ex- they were excited to join Arcane for what Arcane is known for their their um, immersive it, sim yeah, games. Thank you, the immersive <clears throat> sim games. Um, and when they hear that that's not what they're going to be doing, they would either come, realize, and quit, or just not. Once they found out that they had no interest in that anymore. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, also the fact that they don't pay people enough. Uh, that was a yeah. big part of it, too. I'm like, oh, people not getting paid enough? Who would have fucking seen that coming? Um, so, yeah, it's just a whole bunch of things on top of the fact that these people didn't want to make this game. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I could... When I saw the thing of them saying, the cancel, asking for it to be canceled, I can see. I can understand that. Um, mm-hmm. The Reworking it into a single player, I don't know how that would have worked like i can yeah i mean Mm -hmm. i guess i mean i played it single player yeah it would have had to been i guess balanced differently maybe i don't know yeah Um, well you're looking at the game as it exists now yeah where the focus was still very much on making a multiplayer game where they could have taken it which also originally had a whole bunch of microtransactions oh yeah what they wanted initially um thankfully that never happened well I mean, you're looking at the game, like I said, as it exists now, where they were still focused on turning it into a multiplayer experience versus what they could have done if they took it back to a single-player one. Just a single-player story focused on, you know, some post-populative vampires with some supernatural shit in it. Would have made... They they could have built a narrative on that, because let's face it, Dishonored's narrative is very weird. 
you are basically a thief with the powers of an eldritch god by the end of the game. <laughs> or an assassin, I should say. Um, even more so, though, is... This, ta this takes me back to a time in gaming history. Um, you remember around the time the first Modern Warfare came out, COD 4. Um, and around that same time, games like Resident Evil 5 came out. Uh, games like Gears of War were out. Uh, and it was kind of a renaissance of mostly action-based shooters mm -hmm. with cutscenes that involved large action set pieces. And the reason for that is every game publisher at the time was talking about, we need to capture the Call of Duty audience. Yeah. This was a myth that they had invented internally, that there was some special audience of Call of Duty players who all liked a few a set of specific things, and so that's what they were going to cater to. Mm. <laughs> um, and the same thing happened with ZeniMax here with Games as a Service. Games as a Service has been a thing far earlier than I think people are willing to recognize or even remember. Because this really started in the realm of MMOs. Um, oh my god, all the people that were trying to be uh, World, of World of Warcraft. None of them. None of them were good. No. Well, the other thing is, you kind of have to... When they say strike when the iron's hot in this industry, the iron is only hot once. You have to be the first to do it. Because that's what people are going to flock to. And there are other MMOs out there with the same that had the same models as World of Warcraft that have different levels of appeal, mm -hmm. that are arguably better mechanically than World of Warcraft is, but WoW was the first to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's really all that mattered. And so people were going to stick with WoW. And when they had the $30 a month subscription model, they were making a killing on the game. But then games as a service evolved over time. We had the concept of people who didn't really know a lot about or care a lot about video games coming into the gaming industry as CEOs and operating officers and things of that nature. And, you know, you're a businessman. All you care about is chasing the bag at the end of the day. Um, and so they found a way to monetize the shit out of games. And it started with things like loot boxes and microtransactions, cosmetics and things like that. And then they realized... The way that you get a whole lot of money out of a whole lot of people forever is make them subscribe to some shit. <laughs> and that's yeah. all they cared about is making uh, games as a service exist to keep you coming back and to keep you spending money. That's that's the entire gist of it. And the reason that so many people left Arcane, like you said, is because they realized this is not what Arcane does. This is not the kind of game that they make. But Zenimax was so fucking upset that Dishonored, Dishonored 2, Deathloop, and Prey didn't hit, like, amazing sales figures at launch. <laughs> That's what they were mad about, is that they just yeah. weren't making all of the money. <laughs> and, and, I mean, if you, I feel like there is a way to do it and it not be, it feel as cash grabby, um, like the, uh, I almost said dishonored. Um, Destiny. Destiny is a live service game. Destiny is probably the best example of a, success, a successful version of that. Um, mm -hmm. And yes, the they had to work towards it. The first game had a lot of issues. They fixed those issues, 
and people fucking love the game. Second game came out, yeah. had a lot of issues. Sadly, some of them were the same <laughs> issues. Um, but I partially blame uh, the mm-hmm. the at the time current leadership, as in like that was I believe at the time EA. Um, yeah. Thankfully, they are no longer with EA, and they were self-publishing <laughs> for a while. But now they're with Sony, and it's even more confusing because their games aren't Sony exclusive. They just have Sony backing. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but we are with the new... Oh, weird. That wasn't on that list of things. Um, mm-hmm. They did announce the, the basically they're ent- entering the final arc of Destiny 2. Um, yeah. And whether or not that is... Or the final arc of Destiny, I guess, is the way they're talking about mm-hmm. it. I'm not sure if that's just Destiny 2 is ending and then that's it, or if it's like Destiny 2 is in mm-hmm. its last story arc and then we're getting Destiny 3. Um, <laughs> we know that their plan for Destiny was a decade. And at this point, yeah. I think we've hit that decade. Um, yeah. I mean, but that's that the thing that was... is, a, is content that I feel like they, they handled it well. Yeah. Well, they handled it well, and that's because Destiny 2 is a blending of both old school and new school monetization models. Mm-hmm. Um, old school in the fact that each expansion that's come out for this game has been a paid full expansion, right? Like, this is all new yeah. content being released to you at a, as a package for a price. But then they also do have a subscription model there. They have other microtransaction monetization models. But the great thing that Destiny balances is they keep adding content that gives you ways to earn more shit just by playing. And some of that content is challenging. Some of it's easygoing. It all—they have a flavor for everybody, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, whereas a game like, say, Redfall, or even a game like—I'm uh, trying to think of something else—it's uh, escaped me. But a game like Redfall just just doesn't have that. And it's not even because it's a broken game. You can tell from the gameplay experience that there was no long-term plan to include any kind of model like that in the game (laughs) yeah yeah Um, it would have been shoved in in a way that would have made it feel even weirder yeah and that was one of the things in this bloomberg article was a lot of the developers felt like even the concept of putting microtransactions in the games was being crowbarred in by zenimax yeah um there was just constantly someone from Zenimax coming to the dev team at Arcane Austin and shoving it down their throat that microtransactions had to be in Redfall. Yeah. To the point where they showed them how broken it was, and then they just scrapped the entire marketplace. Um, <laughs> it really is. It's so weird to me because, like, I feel like I, I know we both are kind of different on microtransactions in general. There, in my opinion, is a place for them in games and can be handled well. Um, cause I understand really, to be honest, I wish if this sounds weird, triple A titles, you know, the big companies don't need them as much. The only reason they do it is cause they do want that endless supply of money. Fucking, uh, Madden, the, the sports games with all their, like, buy your card packs, the endless card packs and all that shit. Um, mm-hmm. I am much, I would be much more willing to do microtransactions and spend money mm-hmm. on microtransactions for indie studios. But if mm-hmm. you look at it, they're not the ones that are doing it. Well, no. But we, we've we come to this... My issue with micro... I mean, everyone knows what my major issue with microtransactions is, and to keep it short and simple without getting, like, into an entire fucking dissertation mm-hmm. on this... Yeah, because we do want to talk about Spider-Verse. <laughs> yes, is... Uh, I believe they shouldn't exist, and I believe they shouldn't exist because... 
there really isn't a justifiable reason for them to exist anymore. We've come full circle to the point where games are getting praised for not having microtransactions in them. Yeah. Like, and it's fucking ridiculous that you can watch a game conversation. People are cheering because the game doesn't have microtransactions in it now. Yeah. Um, um <laughs> sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no. I didn't know if you were done on your end of it. Yeah. Um, no, I was just going to say, you know, for I understand why indie studios aren't doing it. It's because of things like that. Where if they did it, they knew that they they would lose out a huge part of their audience who really turns to those indie titles to get away from stuff like that. And see, and that's where my why my brain is like, I would love it. I would love for them to do it. Is because there are so many studios that create an incredible game. And that game sells well. But because of the fact that it's a small team or it it is a small title in general they make enough money to to like kind of finish it and recoup the cost but then can't afford to continue as a studio and you see so many studios if they don't get bought up or mm-hmm. get like a deal with somebody to be like hey make another game we'll foot the bill they mm-hmm. disappear um and that's in my mind that is where the microtransaction side of things could be good yes yeah. Microtransactions on overall, not the best. Not the best no. in any way. But if I could continue to support a game I love and a studio I love mm-hmm. by just buying stupid little skins, um, nothing, I mean, anything. Like, oh, hey, mm-hmm. if you buy this, you can play it in mirror mode or some bullshit like that. I'm like, fuck it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, but that I mean, I think sadly they're... doesn't happen. There, there is a way to healthily monetize a game, and that's through, in my opinion, content drops. Yeah. If you go back to the old expansions model of games, I mean, this goes all the way back to the days of things like fucking Elder Scrolls Four. We're talking Oblivion days. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Well, yes, that was four. Three was Morrowind. Um, when I played the expansions for Oblivion those were fully contained stories within and of themselves with whole new content. A lot of it, which you could bring back in and affected the main game itself. Mm-hmm. And that's what I would want from not just AAA studios or I would want it from indie studios too. If you're going to monetize a game, just do it through full content drops. Like I understand that an indie studio, like you said, you may not make enough money to roll into a whole new project. Yeah. Right. But if you could just do like a $10 addition, an arena mode, uh, an extra difficulty mode, a mirror mode, like you said. Uh, Which is, you know, is kind of what um, Shovel Knight, <laughs> Shovel Knight kind of did that. Uh, yeah. And they they added all those expansions and stuff. But it, it I think luckily they may have been in a position that they could. Um, I mean, hell, they are one of the few. They are an indie game that got licensed Amiibo. Mm-hmm. Like the only way to play multiplayer mode on the Switch was with that amiibo. They, I think they've since patched that out, but like that's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I have the amiibo. I don't even fucking own the game on Switch. <laughs> uh, like I literally have. I have. The, I think I have the gold. I have the gold Shovel Knight because mm-hmm. I sold the original. I sold so many amiibo. My amiibo, and I'm so upset about that. Um, but I have the mm-hmm. gold Shovel Knight, and I have all three of the expansion characters. Um, mm-hmm. Just because of how much I fucking love that game on a console that isn't even the one that uses those fucking figures. Um, but yeah, I, like I understand where you're coming from that, but I again that that kind of falls into that 
they sometimes the reason why I would be okay with the little stupid things like the skins and stuff, a, making a skin uh, nowhere near mm-hmm. as much work as doing an entire expansion. Um, yeah. In that, that's that's kind of where my brain is like, if you have your entire fan base pay however like five bucks for a skin, sure, I know mm-hmm. that sounds expensive. Um, probably is. Uh, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it in that case. If it can keep you guys going, if I can make you help, if I can in some way help you float on to the next game, um, like mm-hmm. ag- for instance, Agro Crab, um, <laughs> they're that studio made one game, loved that game, absolutely fucking loved that game, and then they announced their second game, but they're very much like, hey, we didn't make anything off of that last game. Um, so it's going to take a little bit of time. I will absolutely love to spend all the money on that game. I already bought merch from them. They actually, in the time that it's taken for them to make the other game, they've created a um, a merch company uh, called Lazy Devs. <laughs> Um, and they, they're doing like limited run partnership things. Like the first one was, was <laughs> aggro crab or was specifically with their own things. Oh, they made going under. I remember that being on yeah. game pass. Fantastic fucking game. Um, I loved it so much yeah. that I waited until it was off a of game pass and paid full price for it. Um, I love their website it says a very professional game studio. And because professional doesn't fit, they put the L as another line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I'm super fucking excited for another another uh, Crab's Treasure. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, that's just a fucking... It's a Souls-like with a crab. Fuck it, right? Um, I believe yeah. it at this point is being published by... I think it's being published by um, Devolver. Possibly. Mm-hmm. I can't 100% remember right now. Um but I straight up when they were like, "Hey, we got merch." I'm like, "All right, cool. Let me let me buy this hat." And I have that hat. I bought the little Angie crab. Um, <laughs> it's fucking adorable. Uh, I I'll be honest. I forgot that they had more merch on their site, and I'm like, "Can I still get the fucking Joblin? Can I still get Joblin?" I believe. You Damn can still it! Get sold out. Wow. Oh. No Joblin for you. I think both of them. Yeah, both of them are sold out. Um. Ooh, they got some cute stuff on here. I should not look on this. I do not have money for all these plushies. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, oh, they got a couple of different things. They got the, the... Ooh, that's a cool throw. I like that. Let's go away from You're this, going Chris. under throw, boy. Yeah, I'm not spending... It's $125. <laughs> it's probably worth it because it's cool looking. Um, anyway, yes, yeah, support indie developers. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to... Fuck everything else what we were trying to talk about. Support indies. <laughs> do it. Spend all your money on indie games. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, there's there's a Saturday. Oh boy, there's going to be an entire entire direct of nothing but wonderful indie games that you should spend all your money on. It is one of yes. my favorite things every year. It's my second favorite because obviously number one's Devolver, just because they're fucking ridiculous. Um, mm-hmm. But wholesome, the wholesome direct every year is just jam packed with all of the best wholesome. Some happy, some sad games. All indie games. Spend all your money on them. <laughs> support them. Fuck these big companies, even though I still love their games, because Zelda's incredible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Nate, let's, we're done with that. We're, we're two hours in. I, I'm like, yeah. I want to... We, we're going to... Let's spend like tw- 20 minutes tops. 
20 minutes tops talking about Spider-Verse because we're not doing our spoiler cast. We are going to record a spoiler cast sec- separately. Um, mm-hmm. I am actually, normally our spoiler cast is Patreon exclusive. Um, this time I am going to have that uploaded separately. We're going to do it and actually release it on the YouTubes. Not going to put it on podcast services, but I am going to put it on YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. And be very much like, hey, you want more of this? Patreon. Um, so yeah. Uh, so moving forward, all across the Spider Verse talk, no or incredibly light spoilers. And by light spoilers, I mean we're only gonna talk about things that were in trailers mm-hmm. and are in comics. I'm not gonna talk about anything that happens in the movie that is spoilery, but I will talk about comicy things that made me think about things. Okay, cool. mm-hmm. all right. Nate, <laughs> what did you think of Across the Spider Verse? Um. It was phenomenal. Uh, I I had a hard time believing they could top what they did with the first Spider-Verse movie. But I, I think they've actually done that. Um, and it's done in such a brilliant and unique way that... It adds to it adds to the entire sort of lore, the the mythos, I guess, of the Spider Verse in general across all forms of media. Um, there are, I mean, everything about this movie is enjoyable, from the jokes and the humor in it to the darker moments, to the Easter eggs and fan service you get, um, all the way up till the ending, which we can't even talk about that in a spoiler-free podcast. Nope. Um, but it's just, it's, it is executing on an idea too near perfection at this point. Um, and I don't know... I, I, I looked at the very, very few reviews, because you mentioned the Rotten Tomatoes score. I looked at the very few Rotten reviews on there, and... Don't fucking make I'm me sorry. about it again. <laughs> I'm sorry, but y'all y'all got bad takes, is all I have to say. <laughs> if, if part of the reason... Um, sorry to jump in. Uh, I was going to say, if part of your reason that you dislike this movie or give it a bad review in any way is because you think it's half a movie, mm-hmm. first of all, we knew, we knew from the beginning this was mm-hmm. part one of a two-part story. Mm-hmm. We also know that the first Spider-Verse movie is one of the best comic book movies of all time. Um, yeah. It to me is it, it was it is was is I'm still saying is fuck it until we get part two I'm saying it is the best comic book movie. Um, <laughs> what continues into this because again greatest comic book movie the to be continued which isn't a spoiler it is it's part one of part mm. uh, two part thing um, is the most fucking comic book way this movie could have ended. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's very comic book, but also if we're just going to talk about cliffhangers, 
let me take you back to uh, The Hobbit Part 2. Oh, fuck off. We're not going to talk about <laughs> a fucking movie no. that was split in three for no goddamn reason. Besides well, that's capitalism. what I'm saying. Is Tell me that the ending of The Hobbit Part 2 felt like it was deserved or that it meant something or that it got you even excited for the third movie. There's no fucking way you could honestly tell me that. Because it ended in such a way where you just... You were left stunned. You're like, why does the movie end here? That's I don't understand. Nothing happened. Smog, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, nobody understood why the movie ended where it ended. It just didn't make any fucking sense that it ended there. Yeah. This movie, it makes sense where it's ended. It's deserved. It feels like a culmination of everything that has happened before. It is the best way to do a cliffhanger in anything. <laughs> yeah. Um the whole there is still a full story that is told through this this yes. chap this uh there there's several full stories yeah, that are told. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> oh god, yeah. Um... <laughs> but uh like I said, I mean at the end of the day it's it's execution on that original idea of we're gonna take a movie and we're gonna stylize the fuck out of it and we're gonna make a compelling narrative with compelling characters and just executing on that perfectly beat for beat every single time. Mm -hmm. Um the introduction of a lot of the Spider Men we get in this, some of them are jokes, but they are hilarious jokes. Um and some of them are just really, really fucking cool. Um one in particular is Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> is it the one that uh Chris Anka the um the character designer for uh mm -hmm. admitted that they had to tone down the ass of? Uh no, I don't think so. <laughs> it is it's not you're not talking about um I'm talking about the one you texted me about and I texted oh, you back. About. Okay, yeah. Uh we can. I mean, well, so those are characters okay. that have been announced. Um, okay, so, I, yes. I will say, but yeah, uh, Miguel, um, Spider Man twenty ninety nine, the <laughs> character designer for specifically Miguel, um, mm -hmm. said that he had to tone down his ass. Like the the first draft <laughs> of him, he had he, he had a lot more cake. Um, nah, Miguel, a thick boy. He was a thick boy. He he's still a thick boy. Uh, no, you were specifically talking about uh Hobby Brown. Yeah. AKA Spider Punk. AKA yeah. my second favorite Spider Man of all time. Wait, who's your favorite Spider Man of all time? My favorite Spider Man is not a man. <laughs> no, my favorite spider, spider person, person is Gwen. Oh. <laughs> um, okay. But uh I I remember I, I read some. Someone told me this after we watched the movie. It took them months just to perfect the effects on Hobby. In uh, the movie. <laughs> it, it took them two years. Two years. Okay. Yeah, two years to, them, to get his years. effects. It, down. Took, it took I think three or six, three to six months. I think for mm -hmm. Miguel, um, Chris Anka talked about that. But the they mm -hmm. said that it took two years to get his animation down um, oh, yeah. because every bit of him is separate. The mm -hmm. guitar is separate. The it's, oh, yeah. oh my god! I loved well so much about that. It all has to be separate because his stylization in the movie is very like old school punk newsprint styling. Yeah, um, where things are blocked out in different colors. An entire figure is blocked out in different colors everywhere. Um, but it works and it looks 
gorgeous the entire time. Um, I, I like how... I, I love just his characterization in the movie because he's just so unapologetic about his principles. <laughs> um, and he really does embody that idea of that modern UK punk. <laughs> mm. um, um, and fucking Daniel Kaluuya fucking mm-hmm. killed it. Uh, I oh, yeah. I mm-hmm. did have the slight issue <laughs> where my brain immediately just thought of um, his character from Skins. Uh, I don't know if you ever watched that. He played a character named Posh mm-hmm. Kenneth. Uh, very similar voice. Um, okay. But I mean, it it worked perfectly, and it, I, I, oh. uh, one of the one of the few complaints I had seen about people online talking about it is like they can't wait for subtitles at home so they know what the hell he's saying. I'm like, oh, I've watched a lot more British television than most of these people, haven't I? Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I mean, he does put on. I, I love how they they do add some text blurbs here and there in the movie, <laughs> yeah, but they did the put Scooby. they did put one like specifically to translate like what the fuck he said. It's like that means clue. It's a weird dialect thing. Not a weird dialect. Just a... They said it was Cockney. So, yeah. um, but yeah, just him. I I enjoy. I mean, these are these are the lighter spoilers about things that we know. Um, I enjoy that this is a meta commentary on Miles as a character in his first introduction to Marvel. Um, that when he was Ultimate Spider-Man, right? When he was he first introduced? replaced Peter Parker in the Ultimate Universe when he died, yes. Okay. So, yeah, so his introduction upset a lot of the fan base, right? For various reasons. Some of them good, some of them obviously not so good. <laughs> um... And this movie's plot takes that and builds on that idea completely, expands that idea to this entire Spider-Verse these movies have created. Um, And a lot of the story is about how Miles rebels against that idea that he does deserve to be Spider-Man. Yeah. Right? Mm. And that's, like, as far as I want to go in with the story <laughs> stuff. Because, like, yeah. it, you can't get much further without... Like, I want even I, I won't even be like, if you want to love more of this, check out these stories. I'm like, because if mm-hmm. I say that and the right person or the yeah. wrong person here, well, like, oh, fuck, I know what's happening. Even so, the movie does very briefly show you covers of comic books yeah. during the film. So if you want to... And that's a brilliant idea because it's not of a way of shoving it in your face like, hey, read this if you want to know more. But it hints to those people who are comic savvy that, hey, in case you haven't checked out this story about Spider-Man, maybe you should. Yeah. Um, <laughs> God damn, I cannot wait. I, I was my original plan. I had bought tickets to see it two times in a row or yeah, in a, once and then one more time after that. Unfortunately, I got a really bad headache. Um I guess I hadn't been drinking enough water that day or something. Who knows? Um, no, no, it was my allergies. I realized after I took some allergy shit. Um, but I am excited to make it out and see this movie. I, I want to mm-hmm. see this as much as I can in the theaters. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I will bring it up again when we do the the spoiler cast with Leslie. Um, I, did you? Did your theater have audio issues? 
No, actually, we were in the Cinemark XD theater. Right. So it it seems like it was a nationwide thing. Um, mm-hmm. Didn't matter what theater you were in. Uh, there was an issue where the theaters weren't playing the audio at the right level. Um, mm-hmm. And it turns out that this was like a super widespread thing. It must. It might have been. It might have affected opening day and opening like the mm-hmm. Thursday Friday crowd more than anybody. Because um, you guys said yeah. you still didn't see it until Saturday. Uh, mm-hmm. But it was one of those things where the uh, Phil Lord came out and was like, "Hey, make sure you play this at full volume. Do not play this at like the lower volume, which some some movies I guess require or whatever." This was very mm-hmm. much a play it all the way because. The mix only works in a certain way. Um, Mm -hmm. And as somebody that went to a Dolby theater and and like I had my friend asked me if I had the same if I had any issues on the guy sold in Dolby and I still had um, the first part when we have a flash party flashback kind of storytelling. Not saying who. Um, But that that whole whenever it was not present day version, but any of the past speaking was very mm-hmm. tinny and sounded distant um gotcha yeah and I, I from what i've seen so many reports of the same issue like nationwide on that uh, mm-hmm. so like it didn't matter which theater you were seeing it in people were just playing it wrong um and since mm-hmm. i think has uh, that since now has been fixed uh so i'm excited to hear it at full volume um so whatever well, i still fucking yeah. absolutely love it the only thing that I can take away from this movie in any way, like as a negative in any way. Um, the music didn't hit for me the same way. Uh, yeah. I, want... I don't know. I, I enjoyed it a lot more, but that's really me. okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I'm not talking about score. I mean like the, the mm-hmm. like pop popular music kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. There, there was something about, I, I guess there's just something about that first, uh, soundtrack that hit with me more, but I mean like, that does not take away from the movie in any way. Um, mm-hmm. The only yeah, the only thing that my brain in any way was like, oh, is the only I, I didn't have because it's there. The music just I and it might have been the way that it plays and it doesn't hit the same. That could possibly be it. Um, mm-hmm. I it to me it didn't have the what's up danger moment. Um, yeah, it gets there. I I feel like it should have had it at a part near the end, mm-hmm. um, but I don't think it. I think it again. It might be because the audio was was off, uh, which again is why I'm excited to go see it again. And now they've corrected that issue. Um, hmm. So yeah, who knows? Yes. Well, I will say. I mean. For me, I, I enjoy the music, but I think what everybody kind of universally agrees is the way that these movies are stylized is just pleasing to the eyes. Yes, absolutely. I mean, this movie somehow takes that amazing sort of stylization of the first film and pushes it to what I feel is almost a limit. <laughs> um, well, and we, and it's, I, it's, I think it's because we mm-hmm. get, and this isn't mm-hmm. spoilers because, again, it's in, in the trailers, Um we get to spend time in other worlds. Um, in the first game, we yeah. get glimpses, um, mm-hmm. but we never get to spend time. Miles does not get to spend time in those worlds. And now that we get to mm-hmm. do that, we finally get to see the different styles, the uh, the different ways 
things just interact with it. Um, sometimes yeah. some people have a little bit of issue how it clashes a little bit <laughs> for certain scenes. Um, but I thought mm-hmm. it worked perfectly and I don't think they could have entered that specific world in any other way. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't want to go any for- further with this one because we're running really long and two because <laughs> I just want to talk about the things that I can't talk about right now. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, obviously this is two, two out of three. And I'm going to tell you now, the third person's going to say, absolutely go fucking see this movie. Let's make this movie get the, let's make this movie hit a billion fucking yeah. spider verse into the spider verse deserved it this deserves it too absolutely yeah. and we get to finally we get to see the the last chapter next year i believe end of march is the tentative release date i would love if it was like hey we actually can move it up because that'd be great um <laughs> so yeah is there anything else you want to say before we move on uh no I, i'll tell you right now before a spoiler cast comes out this week do go see spider verse absolutely yeah. um if you haven't played Tears of the Kingdom, go play Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> yeah. Go play yeah, go play Tears of the Kingdom until your your showtime starts, stop playing, and then once you're done, go back to playing Tears of the Kingdom. Oh shit. Just bring your I, switch to the movies with you. I realized I, I did I didn't read the, <laughs> my my one quick news I put on there. Um because it threw me off it didn't exist this year because time didn't matter and it threw me off when it happened. Uh this past week, today ended. Um the summer games done quick for twenty twenty three. Uh, they had ra- they raised two point two. I'm just gonna say two point two million dollars mm-hmm. for Doctors Without Borders. Um, Yay! So that's awesome. We love that. Um, Soon ish, we'll start having news out for our big uh, donation ethan with Extra Life. Um, I wanted mm-hmm. to try and do something else around this time, but life sucks. Um, so that didn't <laughs> happen. Uh, but we yeah we'll we'll start getting to work on that and you'll hear new more news about that later. Um, but yeah, before we go, as always, time for some no context recommendations. No context recommendations. All right. Well, the only thing I'll say about mine is it is a book. It's not a new book. It's one you can find fairly easy, but it is called Wreck This Journal, and I highly recommend it. <laughs> I know exactly what this is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, you know, it's it's pretty pretty entertaining. They have a whole bunch of those style things. Is all yeah. I'm going to say. Um, yeah, me, I'm a dude. It's a, gonna be a weird one. Um, I kind of I don't know how to describe it. Uh, <laughs> just because it's been hitting really well for me, and I I love people to see this stuff. Um. Go over onto Twitter. I think it's on on Instagram too. Um, just look up Adam Tots Comics. I'll put the words up so it's easy to find. Um, okay. Yeah. Everybody should know what this. Yeah, is. I mean, no, hey, man. I'm telling you, there are a lot of people that don't, um, especially because of what it's been doing. What he, what this account has been, or this thing has been doing. I'm trying to give as little context as possible. <laughs> Some context <laughs> recommendations. Um, but yeah. Check that out if you have no idea what that is. If you do have no, have idea, continue checking it out. Um, this has been No Context Recommendations. So yeah, alright, well hey, thank you for joining us again on another episode of Space Time Taco. Thank you for sticking around if you have, if you've listened to the whole thing. Jesus, this is a long one. We gotta... Uh, we can't not do short episodes, or we can't 
not do long episodes. We just like talking mm-hmm. too much. Maybe I feel like we do need to do this two times a week or <laughs> uh, every week or something. Every week. Yeah. Um, it'd be great if we could make that work. Uh, but yeah, if you like what you hear, see our lovely faces, our lovely mouths making noises and shields. Um, you can find us everywhere at Space Time Taco. Uh, you can support us directly over on patreon.com slash spacetime taco you can also support us directly that gets like exclusive content and shit um one of which you get a bonus non-exclusive version of one of the things that is exclusive uh whenever we record (laughs) the spoiler cast this week um find us and support us directly over on i believe it's ko-fi coffee.com slash spacetime taco uh always if you have amazon prime that means you have twitch prime so you can give us that once a month free little sub. You don't have to give it to us every month. You can give it to, give it around. Help support small creators. We're a small creator. Uh, <laughs> um, and yeah, uh, follow me if you want to see me, me more, more. Me just search at Time Lobrito. You want to see more of him? Just go to Instagram at mm-hmm. a little teapot eighty nine. I'm just gonna do it. I know it now. I remember eighty nine. Somehow somebody already has at. A little teapot. Who is Instagram at a little teapot? Let's see. At no idea. Teapot uh, doesn't exist. Really? Yeah. Wait, hold on. Maybe I'm doing this wrong. Let's find out. I might be doing this wrong. Search at a little teapot. Oh. This account is private. They have zero posts. They have two followers and have 172 following. Hmm. I'm going to follow them. <laughs> I'm going to see if they let me. Watch, you get an email. You're going to get an email at like some other random G- Gmail account that you have. And you're like, oh, shit, I have this account. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, hey, thank you for stopping by. We love you. Go inside and play video games. 